The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with fire up. I've never been with anything less than a nine. So fine, I've been on fire with Sally Field, gone past with a girl named Bo. But somehow they just don't end up as mine. It's a death-defying life I lead. I take my chances. I die for a living in the movies and TV. But the hardest thing I ever do is watch my leading ladies kiss some other guy while I'm bandaging my knee. I might fall from a tall building. I've never spent much time in school, but I taught ladies plenty. It's true, I hire my body out for pay. Hey, hey, I've gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's blown up for Rocky Welch. But when I wind up in the hay, it's only hay. That's that. Uh, good evening, dear listener. My name is Ian Lee. This is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. Shappy Cosandi's here. Hello, my friend. How ah, are it's, you? How funny to see you, man. It's brilliant to see you. It, it's, I'm a little bit nervous. Why? Because, um, because we have... Sh- well, just because of that whole jungle nonsense. I know. Man. That was, it was a weird... It was a weird thing, and I just always get a little bit uncomfortable around people that were involved in that. Do you know what? I was so not myself in there. I was myself in there, but I was so stifled in there that when I see you, it takes me... I I, I kind of think, oh, God, Ian doesn't know me when, like, the way I normally... You know, um, he's still... He's only ever seen me sort of shuffling around on a log, (laughs) you know, counting the hours to get out. There was a lot of hour counting. Yeah. Um, But then I don't... I, I don't know if anyone... Was I mean I was myself in there, but in a in a in a, you, I was myself in as much as I could be in mm. a, in a situation where normally I would have walked away. Yeah, you know the exactly. fact that you're you're yeah. you're in this literally this kind of small circle mm. where you can't really physically stray out of, and there are people that um, I wouldn't normally spend time with, and I would want to because I was a I was past tense and present tense. I'm a fan of yours, so when I knew that you were in there. Yeah. I was quite excited. Well, I was really excited because I don't... Well, you don't completely remember, but you and I worked on a radio pilot... This is what you said. ...a while ago, yeah. and, and it was at the uh, drill hall. Yeah. And I was so excited to be working with you, and you were really funny, and you were right laugh. And um, I remember thinking, oh, yeah, he's really cool. And then when I saw you there, I was like, oh, yeah. brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. We're going to have a great time. Yeah. We're going to have laughs. We're going to have this. We're going to have that. But then it's just impossible to talk you know it's impossible to have any sort of nuanced conversation there's no room for laughs in there there's no joy um and you did have a go at me quite early on in the um in the first trial that we did together with me you and dennis 
Right. Um, where we were... I'm not saying this in a... And, and God damn <laughs> you for it. It was, it was a tense old thing we had to, where we had to hold the briefcases. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was... I mean, that I was... I thought I was supportive. Oh, it was, it, I... Well, Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Dennis was all cross with you. I was really supportive. Dennis told me to um, shut the F up. He did. And I then kept he calling denied you baby. that when I... I kept calling you sweetie. You did tell me to shut up as well. No, I never. Right. Afterwards, I... when we're doing the bit to camera, and you said, well, I did let you talk for a bit, and I went, oh, did you now? Thanks very much. You, but... know, you know what? I, um, I've got, I got sent the box set. Oh, yeah, I got that. So we could look at it, oh, but God, um, no. as, I, as I said to my children, I will watch that yeah. on the day where I have finished doing everything else yeah. I want to do in life. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't I'm, they do they send you a lovely box set like you know all beautifully done and I couldn't help but notice on the back it lists the episodes and who does what trials yeah. they spelt my name wrong did they? yeah they did <laughs> they bloody well did um, did they forget their second I yes they did well that's not even your name no so maybe it's a different guy but you now and then this is the weird thing right because I'm in touch with the people I want to be in touch with I'm in touch with you uh, I'm in touch with Jenny. And Jenny's lovely husband, Chris. Yes. And um, Kez and I occasionally, uh, you know, have a little thing. And, and the others, you know, I've got, yeah. no, I've got no ill feelings towards anybody, no. right? Uh, and, but then I found out that you're in a WhatsApp group with them still, just, yeah. just now. And I was part of me. This well, is the I insanity le- I know. of it. Well, I, I left the WhatsApp group. Yeah. But it's such a passive-aggressive thing to do, isn't it? To, yeah. like, go, Sharpie has left the conversation or whatever it says. But I, you know, I'm, I'm a... I, I'm on so many WhatsApp groups as my yeah. son's football, my daughter's ballet, the um, Ealing Runners, the everything, everything, everything. And so something had to go. Um, and also I just um, felt that I needed some distance. But then I yeah. saw everyone at the National Television Awards. So did I. And I'm just nosy. I want to see what everyone's up I, to. I saw everyone there and no one said, hey, Ian, we've got another WhatsApp group going. Do you fancy giving that one a... But you know what's really Shop. adorable is it's just like the jungle yeah. in that they'll all be having a laugh on the WhatsApp group and I'll make a, a little comment to chip in yeah. and everyone will ignore me. That's oh. all right. There was a lot of you being ignored when we were in there. I was ignored a lot. Yeah. yeah. The, you know, um, <laughs> the first thing I had to do was when I was in there was do that silly game and then I had to pick five people. Right. Mm. And everyone has been saying, why did you pick those five people? And I don't know if I've... T- I may have told you this. Your, yours were the only... Even though I got your name wrong, yours were the only five names that, that I knew. Because I, yeah. I didn't know who was in there. And I didn't, I'm looking at these people going, I don't know if I could name five of them. I thought, it was ama- I thought they would have told you who everyone was, because that's quite a gamble they took, that yeah. you would know, you know... The names of well, they did because I was in Australia for nearly two weeks, yeah, and I was in lockdown without mm. a phone or a computer. And when I left England, Dennis had been announced, and I think Amir had been announced. Yeah. Um, but then that was it, and I was in lockdown so that I wouldn't know who was going in. Then the day before I went in, the producers came in and said, right, the person you're going in with has only just arrived in Australia. They know everybody that's in there. They've seen the first episode, so we're going to tell you. Who's in there? I'm thinking, I've just had two weeks um, of not speaking to my kids <laughs> locked in a hotel, and now you're going to tell me who these people are? These bloody politicians. It was... Um, <laughs> I, I, OK, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this out there. I, I was surprised when Kez's fee was announced. Were you? Yeah. Um, in what way? Why were you surprised? Well, was she, it... she did better than me. 
She, oh. <laughs> she did better than me. It was. I, I thought that was a, a, a mean trick that she had to announce how much she got paid well, because of her, the politician. It's her job. I mean, she has stuff. to. You know, you're a politician. You sign up to yeah. these complete disclosures. Are you so. bored of talking about the jungle? No, not at all. I'm really trying not to talk about money. <laughs> no, I know. I'm not, I'm not saying that to ask. I'm not saying that to ask you at all. So it's not. I'm just you got more than that, did you? Good for you. Well done. I got. Oh, some, listen. I wouldn't have put myself. Through I got it. significantly less than that, and I'm did thinking you? maybe I should have. Nah, I got. I got what I was happy with. That's okay. The, you know, obviously I was happy. I got a new shed. Yeah. Wow. I got a new shed. I did boxing classes. This is what I spent my money wow. on. Wow. Yeah, I'm taking the autumn off touring. The way I looked at the money, because, yeah. you know, I, I got a, a, you know, for what is, yeah, I got a good chunk yeah, of change, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm not asking, and, of course. And it was, for me, the way I uh, regard money for something like that is buying bedtimes. Yes. Because you and I both... That's make a our great living. Way of putting it. Yeah, yeah, we work. We make our living at night time, and I yeah. bought a stack of bedtimes with my children, and uh, yeah. So it is. It is funny, but I remember on the last day before the, the vote, me and Jamie did this task, and it was freezing and damp, and it was raining, and both like Jamie said. You know, he was at the end of his tether. Yes. It's not my place to say what he said because he didn't say it on camera. But between us, he said, "I'm not getting paid enough for this," and then I went to my hammock and. I cried and I had that little thought of, shall I just walk? Yeah. Shall I just walk? But I just remember how nervous and stressed I was going before I went in. I felt yeah. like I was going into leaving you, like my life behind and, and allowing it to carry on without me and, and um, not seeing my children and all that. If I walk out, you know, obviously you don't get paid. And, yeah. And it's it has changed my life though. It gave me a lot of confidence when I came out. That's yeah. I got confidence mm. out of it. The, um, and but I I, sus- I guess maybe we got confidence from different different things because I got confidence when I realised when either Becky or Vanessa went the th- third or fourth person, and I realised that the people outside were seeing something that perhaps I hadn't picked up on, and that people were actually voting for me. That yeah. kind and, and getting to coming third. Yeah. Um, that gave me an amazing amount. It's like, oh, some people like me. God. And I, is... I didn't get confidence like that because well, I was out first. Out first. <laughs> Wait a minute. I did not get booted out first. No. As my mother said, yes. you were released early for good behaviour. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, now, I just, in terms of like hanging out with people that were so um, business like, yeah. and I sort of came out. And also, this is unexpected. I'd only been driving for about eight months before I went in and before I went into I'm a Celebrity I, I cried on the motorway a lot while driving because I found it terrifying and now I drive like a bandit. Yeah, there I'm you go. I'm such a good driver. There you go. I went the wrong way up a dual carriageway the other day and I kept my cool. Well, hang on a minute. That doesn't make you a good no. driver like you were just saying you were. Okay, it's not a good driver and I'm not condoning that sort of thing. you a bad driver. No, 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 no. Everyone said, oh, how lucky you were that you didn't see a car. If there were cars coming, I wouldn't have made that mistake. No. What I learnt was, do not get behind the wheel after a gig. Yes. <laughs> At night time, for me, it's too late. I'm too long in the tooth with driving to be able to do, you know, a, a whole show and get behind the wheel and drive 100 miles. But, wow. Um, no, but I sorted it out and I, it was fine. It wasn't fine. 
it was a bad mistake to make. I've, but yeah, I've I've driven the wrong way up a one way street and things. These things yeah. these things happen. I I've, I realised in a split second, yeah. and I sorted it. That's what I mean. Like oh, I'm gonna get you're gonna get loads of emails going. Can't believe she's proud of the fact that she drove the wrong way up a dual carriageway. Uh, no, no. These these idiots <laughs> listening to this. God, they can barely string a set. But I'll prove it to you. Put your headphones on. We've got um Alan uh, who's called in. Good evening, Alan. Evening, Mark. Evening, Chappy. Hello, love. Um, it's good to see you fresh from the jungle. <laughs> Freshish, thank you though. Yeah, I've got a question for you, Sappy. Oh. Uh huh. If you could do any trial that you missed out on, what would it be? Ooh. Any trial that I missed out on, yes. I think I would um, have enjoyed a, a creature endurance. Like I, I think I would have been absolutely fine with snakes and rats crawling all over me. Yeah. Um, I, I, that would have been my trial of choice. I tell you what, Becky and Toff did a trial where they ate lots of disgusting things. Yeah. They All they did was tell me about what, what they had to eat, and I was sick. Do you remember when you came in, oh, I was God, sick? Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Um, I, yeah, so I don't, I'm really glad I escaped the eating, but um, I, I'd quite like to have shown off about how unscared I am about snakes. What would you like to have done, Alan? Celebrity cyclone. Uh, well, that oh. that doesn't count. That's a reward for for lasting. That's not a trial. That's that was that was fun. We we, we were we were offering them money to have another go at that. Or the bus took a bonanza. Yeah, that was the eating one. I did that. I yeah, did. you did. I watched you do that. Oh, I felt really sick <laughs> afterwards. My favorite one of the whole series. You'd have loved that, Alan, chomping down on a pig's vagina. Oh. Or kangaroo's testicles. Yeah, we didn't. No, we didn't have kangaroos. I had um, uh, turkeys' uh, testicles. In the earlier series, it was the kangaroo. Yeah, well, well, I'm talking about the classic series that was was the last one. Thanks so much for your call, Alan. Um, uh, yeah, there was a real thing. Well, so I, I tell you why I, I talk about it with you is just because it's like it is like a group therapy. It's like a twelve step thing of people. There's only a limited number of people that know what it was like to do it. Yeah. you know, it's that shared experience. And there was a lot of. Because uh, I cried and stuff like that. There was a lot of... Um, and Because I didn't do that swimming trial. There was a lot of people coming back from trials going, yeah, you wouldn't have been able to do that one, Ian. You wouldn't... You, nah, you, you, you did well. The one where Toff was in a box 100 feet in the air with snakes, mm. you wouldn't have been able to do that one, Ian. I'm thinking, that one... I could have done that one easy. Yeah. Like, it was heights, but you're, you're enclosed in a box. It's not the same as standing on a tightrope. No. And snakes didn't bother me. The snakes and rats didn't bother yeah. me in the slightest. Do you know what I found was um, when when it all... OK, this is a really terrible thing to admit. Yeah. But everybody, you know, was going all out to win these trials and these stars to get food for the yeah. camp. And when the food that we won came, it was yeah. horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd rather have the beans and rice. I was like, oh, brilliant, we've got a crocodile's face, whatever it was. It and, like, was... this mad fruit that tasted of feet. Oh, the fruit was horrible. There was mm. one fruit that, that burnt and... So bitter. It was disgusting. And I, I was just grateful because it meant there was lots of food. But, yeah, it was hard to get excited about... Croc- it was crocodile claws, I think. Yeah, was and that. then cutting it all up and all of that. Because, honestly... I didn't say this at the time, but I'd never watched it. And I thought when you won right. food, you got like a, a dish with a jacket potato and melted cheese and beans on it. Yeah. I thought that's that's what you got. I didn't realise you had to work and then cook it. And yeah. everyone's sitting around. And then there's Dennis telling you how to... Doing like... Um, 
backseat driving cook yeah. drove me nuts. <laughs> I found those meals uh, and the preparation of the meals the most uncomfortable part of it. Partly because I was excluded from from a lot of it because people were being arseholes to me. I wasn't about, you know, no bones about it. But just that was that weird. We're all being communal now, guys. Right, everybody. Let's. We're gonna. Oh, Jesus. I know. I know. And I've. I've. Yeah. And I've done things that are communal. It's. A, yeah. It's a very different vibe. It's. Um. I don't know. I. I kind of can't. Yeah. I look back on it and just think when when the game started properly. I just remember it was in the middle of the night. I was knackered yeah. and. Um, Vanessa and Dennis were called away when we, when it was bedtime. And you remember how tired we used yeah. to get. And I was lying in my hammock going, they have been taken off into a trial at bedtime. They'll come back stinking mm. of something. They'll have to have cold showers. And I lay there just going, I'm too old for this. Yeah. I'm too old for this. I can't kind of get into the spirit. And, and I think that had I done this before I'd had children, mm. I would have got stuck into it. But because I knew that there were two human beings on the outside that um, nothing's fun unless yeah. I'm sharing it. Nothing's as fun if, yeah. unless I'm sharing it with them. And it's sort of, you know, basically my children ruined it. Yeah, I got that. Your children did ruin it for me as well. Yeah. That's why I was crying so much is because of the bullying your children <laughs> inflicted on me. I enjoyed that. Enjoy, we will stop. We'll talk about other stuff in a minute. But I, I, I enjoyed it because of my kids. Oh. You, the, the bits I enjoyed, I enjoyed because I thought my kids are going to see me looking like an absolute idiot and they are going to find this hilarious. Yeah. You know, like the thing when I was 100 feet up in the air, apparently they were jumping around the kitchen when I did, you know, all of that. Yeah. And so I could kind of connect. Yeah, I think it's different, though, because I think your kids are a little bit older. And also, crucially, what I did not... My I'm, my daughter's only four, and I'm her only parent. Yeah. And I think that had I, you know, with my son, he was with his daddy. And, you know, my daughter yeah. was loved and in a nest of feathers. But I think being her only parent, I did... Um, I, yeah, it, it was... It's not something I would do again, I don't think. Not until she's a lot older. Um. We should, should we, let's get down to business. Let's get down to business. So your show. My show. That is at the Soho Theatre all this week. Oh, it's not on on Wednesday. It's on Tuesday, what? Thursday, Friday and Saturday. So why did you make it so difficult for us to arrange a date for you to come in then? Because um, I didn't make it difficult. You made it quite difficult. Well, I made it, I made it initially <laughs> difficult <laughs> by cancelling because I was ill, let's say. Um, OK, so it's on Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yes. And um, what is it? I saw a poster for it the other... I was in the Soho Theatre and I saw a poster. Yes. It's, um, do you know what? I'm not doing the Wednesday. This is the f- only time in my life I have pulled a show. And the reason is I had tickets to Imagine Dragons, which is my son's favourite band. Oh, you mentioned those, yeah. Yeah, I'd got in tickets to Imagine Dragons and then my agent said, but that's the week you're at Soho Theatre. I'm like, I can't miss out on my 10-year-old wow, seeing his favourite band. I need to be there. So that's why I'm not there on Wednesday. So it's a show about Emma Hamilton, yeah. who is the mistress of Horatio Nelson's, um, who was the love of Horatio Nelson's life. Yes. And she used to be, she, she was one of those uh, Georgian girls uh, who came from a poverty-stricken background, came to London, worked as a cleaner, worked in theatres, worked as a, as a prostitute, a sex worker, yeah. and uh, in, in brothels. And we know that she worked in a brothel. Because there's something called the Harris List oh. that they had in those days where it was a review of all of the Covent Garden 
prostitutes. When you say review, like kind of marks out of ten. Like TripAdvisor. Wow. Yeah, because one in six women in London back then at some point worked as, as sex workers. No way, that's incredible. One in six. So um, she was amongst them. And so I sort of talk about that and just talk about just how we view sex workers yeah. and just compare it to my own life and situations in my own life where I've yeah. traded, you know, might have traded sex for something yeah. and how, why do we ever judge and how do we judge and um, how things have moved on for women because she had to, you know, she and I were both life models, we were both single mums, both cleaners um, and sort of, I sort of compare her life to today and she was a thoroughly modern woman but crucially... Um, when Nelson went into the Battle of Trafalgar, he changed his will and he said, please look after Emma Hamilton. He begged his king and country wow. to look after her in the event of her, uh, his death, but they didn't. I she... don't, they, they didn't. They no. ignored that because of... Because, because she was of, a sex worker. Because she was a sex worker, because they weren't married, because they wanted Nelson to be about Trafalgar right. and not about this um, woman from the wrong social class. So wrong... what happened to her then? They just she, she went to a uh, debtor's prison and then when she came out, she fled to Calais and she died a derelict alcoholic refugee in Calais. God. Yeah. So I know this doesn't sound like a comedy show. I'm no, well aware of it that. Doesn't. But it, it is. It is. And um, it's um, it's been an awful lot of fun. Um, did you do? You've been doing this for a while, haven't you? Yeah, since the Edinburgh Festival. Last oh, okay, year. okay. And then what? And then what? So you're doing it at the Soho Theatre, and I'm going to come on Saturday. If that's all right. I Thanks very wait. much indeed. Um, and then do you tour it, or is then that show done, and you look at something else? No, yeah, so I'm touring it. So this is my biggest tour, fifty dates. Wow. So I'm touring it all over the country until June. I've been. I go everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. Um, and then I'm not going to Edinburgh this year. I'm not doing a new show. And thanks to I'm a Celebrity, I'm taking the autumn off touring and I'll think of another project, another stand-up show. But I need... I've been, like, constantly touring now for ten years. Yeah. I need to take a step back. And what I need to do, what I want to do and I can't wait to do, is get back to the clubs. Get back to the... Really? Yeah. yeah. That, that is... It sounds... It is exciting for you, is it? I, do you know what, Ian? I am a spit and sawdust, yeah. cut my teeth at Jonglers comedy co- comic, and I'm looking forward to um, going back to... Um, back to my roots and being a gag... You know, a, I used to be like a real machine gun fire yeah, gag yeah. meister, but oh, then you do longer, nuanced shows... Yeah. Uh, and I, I want to be bulletproof in a club again. Wow, that's... I love it. Uh, when was the last time that you were kind of really doing that? Um, constantly. Yeah. Oh, 2006. Wow. Yeah. You nervous? Because no, we're older. I mean, we're the yeah. same age, I think. Um, and the, the, it, uh, We're bang on the same age. I think I'm a day older than you. Yeah, all right. Don't rub it in. All right. <laughs> I'm taller than you, and that's what I'm, really counts. As, as everyone's taller than me. Yeah. Uh, yes. Um, but... Um, because I, I mean, I I did stand up, and stand up was I was never very good at it. It was always a means to an end. And as soon as I got on telly, it's like mm. right, well, I've 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 done that now. I don't need to do it. But I kind of dipped my toes in at doing stand up again, maybe ten years ago. And even then, it was all it was all kids. They were all they were all so young. What and the stand ups or the audience? The, the stand ups. They were all literally yeah. teenagers in early twenties, um, and. It, Everyone's so young, but that's great. Well, I, I so love focused. I love that because, yeah. like, I'll I'll skip into a club in town, and the audience are young. Yeah. They're the age I was when I started to yeah. 
to go to comedy clubs. And it's so exciting. It, I, I find it really exciting that they've come out and they've chosen this this night and to watch comedy and because I'm better at it than I was back then. There's no fear. Yeah. I know what I'm doing and I really, um, really enjoy sort of being the sort of older... Okay. ...older comic sort of... Um, Making these these uh, young people laugh because they're my <laughs> they're my pension, you know. I you've got to get the young on side. You see, I'm the different to you. I'm the opposite to you because yeah. if I ever get telly, telly is the means to my end, which right. is filling out theatres. Yeah. So for me, okay. live comedy is where I get my pleasure. Yeah. So any bit of telly I do, it's to get people to come to my I live yeah, shows because yeah. that's where I really enjoy myself. Yeah, you know. Do you did uh, coming out of the jungle? I, I'm a little bit confused as to what I am, you know, in terms of career and, and in terms of personal life as well and stuff. With you know, marriage falling apart and all of that kind of stuff. Um, did it has it made you more focused as to what you are or not? It made me realise just how important it is for me to be single. Right. I'd never really been single before. I've right. been in continuous relationships right up until this August. Yeah. And then I, you know, dilly dally, you know, I had some. Dilly dally. I had some fun with some people. Um, and then I went into the jungle and you have a lot of time to think. And I just looked at my life and I just mm. thought my energies are going into the wrong places. Yeah. I've always got, you know, some romance on the go. And I've, I've devoted more time to romance in my life than I have to my career. Mm. And, and now it's got to be, you know, career before romance always for yeah. now for now and and it, all it means is um i get to go to bed at nine o'clock with my kids it's just wonderful i get mm. sleep and um I, yeah that was really important to me and also what i realized was really important to me was um you know writing mm. and just going back to what i do that makes me happy mm. and sort of fame for fame's sake and money for money's sake is isn't what makes me happy i knew that before yeah but i did want the new shed yeah you know, I mean, but you say a new shed. It's I amazing. Mean, is it like one of those log cabins? Is it? What is it? What is it? No. Okay. Right, Ian. I wanted it to be, yeah. but um, I'm really bad at measuring. I've got a four by four. It's so tiny. I've had right. to buy a second shed because I can't fit anything into my shed. What? And all my neighbours are laughing at me because I kept going on about this shed, and and it's smaller than my old shed. So you've bought a new shed with I'm a celebrity money. Yeah. But you've measured it wrong, so it's smaller than the, than the shed one it's I replaced. Had. Yeah. What? Yeah, and I bought two rabbits. Why, and are the, why aren't the newspapers reporting on this? I this don't is know. the big I, scandal I don't know of that why. series. I know. I've I I I didn't make enough money to pay someone to measure up for me. And so I've got myself this tiny Wendy house yeah. of a shed that once I've put my lawnmower in it, nothing. 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 I've had to get a separate You were one. trying to palm off some guinea pigs on me or hamsters or something? I was. You sent me a WhatsApp saying, I've got some hamsters for you. That'll cheer you up in your flat. I know. No, I don't want hamsters. You go, no, 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 I'll bring them in. And it got quite tense. It did, because you don't know me well enough to know I was kidding. I don't think you were... <laughs> this is it. I don't think you were kidding. I think you thought that me having hamsters would be a great thing for me to do and it would keep me sober and it would be, I would... Fo- and, and I was so furious with you <laughs> that you're now doing that. I was just a joking. Were you really furious? furious with you. Yeah, because you texted me and you went, stop trolling me, you weirdo. You were. Oh, br- <laughs> I'm going to bring them in and it'll be... I Just get, go away. I was being silly. No, what it was is... Um, I hope you've killed them. No, I haven't. They've gone to a nice local lady 
this very evening. Okay. I just I have an awful lot of pets and I have allergies and yeah. the guinea pigs just um, uh, were usurped yes. by the bunnies. And so a local wow. lady has taken That's them cold. in. But it's difficult. It's really difficult because you can't... I, I couldn't... I, I need... I needed them to go to go to someone I know so that if there's a problem they can yep. give them back. Yep. I do love my my guinea pigs but not as much as the rabbits. Not as much um, as the rabbits. <laughs> I finished your book today. Nina is not okay. Is that the title of the title? That is the title, the title right? yeah. It's um it is funny. The bits that are really funny but it's uh, it's it's grim, you know, it's bleak. It I don't know bleak. there's an optimistic kind of, you know, as it goes on but it, it, as stories of young uh, teenage women who discover that they are alcoholics and that uh, um, they've been raped go. It's um, it, but it was brilliant. I loved it. I, cause I, 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 my sister had read it. My sister and Jenny McAlpine, they're like best friends now, and they're Fabulous. like they were on Twitter banging on about this book of yours. They both read, um, and um, I loved it. I, I loved it. I thought it was. I thought it was. Um, uh, I just thought it was brilliant. Oh, thank you. It's really good. Are you going to do any more books? I am. I'm writing a second book, um, which is... I don't know what it is about me in novels, yeah. but I just go bleak. Yeah. My next one's about um, a, a dreadful divorce, oh. and it's um, the theme of being gaslighted, and it's about a woman who um, goes out with someone and she finds out that she's the other woman and this man's been leading a double life. Hey. And then she... she um, contacts the other woman and has a big long telephone no. conversation with her and a lot of the book is about that conversation so yeah i like to go dark because my stand-up so stand-up-y but in real life i've got so serious really mm. is that age being a parent i don't know i think it's tiredness and i think that the because my my tour is so long i'm on stage so much i'm completely sated by yeah. having a laugh. Yeah. <laughs> I have a laugh all the time. And so one-to-one, um, -one, or when I sit down to write a book, yeah. it, I go to all the dark places, and it's so much fun writing dark. Yeah. People said to me, when you're writing, you know, it's not okay, that must have been a real journey for you. I was like, I sat in my bedroom <laughs> having an absolute blast. Really? Absolutely loved How it. Because I want to write a book, right, but it turns out it's, it's much harder to write a book than it is to read a book. Mm. Um, I, should, I could have probably worked that out, but... Um, how do you how do you discipline yourself? You don't. I don't. It's awful. I I'm a real procrastinator. Yeah. Um. One um one thing I did is I put a notice up on my laptop. Yeah. Saying it's not going to write itself, dickhead. Yeah. So I did put that because you have to. You just what is what is meant for you won't pass you by. I can't even joke about that. I can't. Joke. I'm not joking. I'm serious. <laughs> You're right. What is for me won't pass me by. Yeah. I might get that tattooed on my face. Um, so... So you procrastinate <laughs> a lot, do you? <laughs> I do. If ever, like today, I've tweeted about 20 times, and you know when I tweet loads, it's because I'm writing. You're working. I'm working. <laughs> if, I'm not, if I don't tweet, it means I'm out living my life, but when I'm working, yeah. I start tweeting like a crazy thing, and it is a compulsion, mm. and it's totally connected with... All the other addictions and compulsions that I have. I have deleted Twitter from my phone. Right. But I still check it online on my phone. 
But I see one of the things I got from in the jungle because everyone in the jungle was like, "Yeah, when we when I come out, I'm uh, I'm going to eat better and I'm going to cook and I'm I'm going to ditch uh, the phone and I'm really going to, you know, spend more time in the present." Of course, literally the second everyone came out, they're all on their phones walking around like this. Yeah. Um, and uh, but um, I, I I I have changed things when I'm with my kids. I, I, tr- I tend to leave the phone in the car, so yeah. I'm sat with the kids. Yeah. Um, and I am on uh, Twitter. I was going to get rid of Twitter. Then I came, when I went in, I had 50,000 followers. I came out, I've got 100,000 followers. It's like, well, it's a useful tool for selling yeah. stuff. And you have to entertain like, your followers. Well, exactly. But um, but the, the, the arseholes on there don't bother me anymore, generally, because before I'd get engaged with them and mm. and uh, not get engaged, I would engage with them and we'd argue and all of this stuff. And they don't really bother me now. Um, but I've kind of taken a step back from Twitter and yeah. I use it just to plug. Yeah, this I nonsense. need to do that. I do. I do find it fun. I don't get assholes really. I don't know why. Maybe I don't know why. Everyone send you some of mine. Send send me send yours along. I I do the same now. When I'm with my children, I'm like, well, they're safe. Yeah. I don't need to be contacted by anybody. Yeah. Um, and I put my phone away, and my kids have noticed. Mm. They've really noticed it, and they appreciate it, and it kind of makes you feel bad I that I didn't what do that this early. generation of kids who are like six, seven, eight, what they're going to be like when they get to, you know, become parents, because it is, it's a real thing with parents just on, just doing this all the time when the kids are playing, and that's yeah, what they're seeing. That's, that's what, what they're, seeing. they're picking up on. But you know what? When I, we, we worry about these things, but when I think of my... My generation, my, my own childhood, my dad was always on the phone. Yeah. If it rang during dinner, the phone was always the most important thing. Wow. He was always on the phone. And also, um, can you imagine, like, my dad and his friends used to smoke constantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, our neck curtains were yellow, the car stank, no one ever thought, oh, let's not smoke in front of the children. They didn't have babysitters. My mum and dad used to take us to parties with them. And we'd go to these raucous parties where people would be singing, dancing, and eventually my brother and I would go, and the other kids would find a corner to fall asleep in. And every generation has things that seem outrageous now. And, you know, when our kids are, yeah, they'll be fine. Everything will be fine. Oh, they'll be fine. Good. Stuff them then. I'm going to carry on smoking crack in front of them. (laughs) I won't do that. Shappy, uh, Shappy Cors- you're just Shappy Corsandi on Twitter, are you? I'm just Shappy Corsandi, yeah. You got there first. You I beat, did. You beat the others. Um, and uh, email Shappy at Hotmail.com. Well, don't tell them that. Uh, sorry, I don't really use it very often. Do you not? No, but I still have Shappy at Hotmail.com. I, I was Ian Lee at yahoo.co.uk, but then I got rid of it. Yeah, it just shows how old I am. Yeah. Well, day older than me, and, and that extra day, I think, really shows. Um, <laughs> if people want to see your tour dates, where yeah, do they oh, go? Yeah, if, if you want to see my tour dates, then um, shappy.co.uk is my website. Wow. And I always hang out and say hello afterwards. But only hang out and say hello if you've been to the show. Don't just turn up to the theatre bar. That's weird. Some some people do that. Really? It's really well, odd. Saturday night, guys, if you want to see a jungle reunion um, at the Soho Theatre, it's going to be me and Shappy, awkwardly. Um, <laughs> it was funny when we went to the National Television Awards, and I'm so glad we went together. You can go in a second, I promise. Um, oh, no, I was fine. nice talking to you. Well, um, and we, we were holding hands going up the red carpet. Um, uh, well, I was I was hoping it would create more of a stir. I was hoping there would be some. No oh, but, but I did hear a woman go, oh, my God, they're holding hands. I think they're going out with each other. Aww. But I was hoping that there'd be, you know, that um, front page of the... No, do you know what? I thought no one's interested in two middle-aged people no. holding hands. No, no. But 
But yes. what I found interesting was not even any of my friends or family <laughs> thought that always oh, something going on with you and Ian. I thought uh, it would cause a stir amongst them. Nothing. No one. So oh, you and Ian were so cute the way you supported each other. I think we just yeah. look like we need to. look like needy people. Um, it's always lovely to see you. I'll see you on Saturday. That'd be lovely. Can we see each other, like, socially as well? Yeah, yeah, so yeah we, definitely. We shake off this, this awkwardness, and then the yeah. next time I offer, offer you my pets, you know I'm kidding. I don't want... I, I don't... But that's not even a funny joke, though, so... Oh. You've made me uncomfortable now talking about it. Yes, <laughs> let us... Uh, I'll see you on Saturday, and then we'll sort out, like, a lunch or, or a, I don't know, a film or something. I don't oh, know. Oh, we did go to lunch, didn't we? We went for coffee. We did go, we we met did in go the for park. lunch. Yeah, yeah, and it was chucking it down with rain. I know, and on my mum's WhatsApp group, yeah. I said, oh, I'm meeting Ian Lee in the park. Yep. Thinking they'll all go, ooh, that's for nothing. a man. Nothing. They went, nothing. oh, that's nice. Really liked him. I'm not in any WhatsApp groups. And um, Shall I start one, just me and you? Well, that's not a WhatsApp group. That's just a WhatsApp conversation. That's uh, WhatsApp. That's WhatsApping me. Okay. I want to be in a group. All with... right, I'll set up some sort of group for Wicked. you. Wicked, nice one. Okay. Um, right, 03444991000 is the telephone number. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh, no, we're not going to have a little stab there? No stabs there? Okie dokie. 03444991000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You're more than welcome to. Good evening, Angela. Hi, Ian. It's nice to hear your voice again. It, is, it must be nice to hear my voice again. Yeah, uh, sorry I've been on for a while. I've been, no, no I've need, been a bit... There's no need to apologise no to, to me. I don't care. <laughs> I, I don't what? care. I know you don't, but I just want to ask you something. Yes. Um, why don't you and Rufus Hand do a show together? Um, why, why would we? It'd be interesting. Would it? Yeah. In what way interesting? Um I don't know I, I don't know Rufus. I don't I don't I think I must have met no, I think I met him once, but I don't know him. Hmm. And quite what often is- um quite often when you do shows with people that you don't know, um it's all a little bit awkward and a little bit uncomfortable. I just, I just thought I'd give you that kind of thought. What? Who? What? What? I just thought you might um, give. I thought if I think about it, it'd be quite interesting. Um, why don't you do a show with Rufus? I don't live in London. <laughs> Is that the? Other... <laughs> I, I don't live in London. Where do you live? Well, it's none of your business. I live in Coventry. Okay, well, it's still none of your business. I've tricked you into telling me where you live, but I, you've not tricked me into telling you where I live. No, that's a shame. What, but why? But but, but but just because you don't live in London, that what, that shouldn't stop you doing um, doing a show with Rufus. I wouldn't wish that on him. <laughs> well, there you go. You see, there you go. Well, but I. I tell you, I did used to do night work because I tend to stay awake at night. Oh, more. so suddenly it's not your location that's preventing you doing a show with Rufus; it is um, it, it, your um, inability to work at night. No, I can work at night because oh. that's what I used to do. Mm. I used to do ten to seven in the morning. Yeah. Mm. Oh. But I could, I could like um, mm. I do want a show with him. 
Well, why don't you? Why don't you? Why don't you phone him up and ask if you can do a show with him? I will next time he's standing in for you. Beautiful. Well, I'm I'm away in March, so um, maybe he'll be in then, and you can um, you can put it to him. Yeah, I could. Can I? All right. Nice one, Angela. Thanks. Thanks, Ian. Here we go. Thanks very much indeed. Um, 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. You can call about absolutely anything you want. There is that, um, that, that weird thing where you kind of um, think that uh, if you put two, your two favourite people together, um, then it will create just like the, the best thing ever. Um, but I present you um, with Queen and David Bowie and Under Pressure. It's a, it's a lousy song, man. It's a lousy song. And everyone would have thought, oh, Freddie Mercury and David Bowie. Ooh, gender benders. Oh, this is going to be great. And then it came out and it was really limp. Really limp, um, egotistical, fueled, probably cocaine fueled um, rubbish song. It was a rubbish song. Terrible. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You're listening to the um, Late Night uh, Alternative on Talk Radio. You can listen to the show on DAB by downloading the app um, or by going online to talkradio.co.uk. You can also watch the show, guys. You can watch the show on my YouTube channel. I'm just, I'm just running. We're doing... Bizarrely, there are now two live video feeds upon which you can watch the show um so if you go to youtube.com slash rabbit hole you'll see two live feeds one i'm streaming from my mobile phone and one i'm streaming from web or webcam there is currently no audio from the webcam but i don't don't let that put you off i'm 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 conducting experiments for what will become mine and Catherine's potential live tv show on the rabbit hole YouTube thing. But um, it's really difficult to conduct live experiments whilst I am doing a live radio show. So, And I'm aware that this is kind of a niche thing for, um, you know, a minority of you. So I'm not going to devote too much of the radio show to it. But, but, but we'll, we'll, we'll sort, I'm doing experiments is basically what I'm saying. OK, guys, it's experiments. 0344-499-1000 is the phone number. If you want to give us a call, you're more than welcome to. Um, thank you to everyone who came and uh, saw the uh, show last night in Bath. That was weird, wasn't it? It was a really weird, dark vibe in Bath. Lovely, beautiful place. I love Bath. Wonderful drive-in. Great scenery. Very, very steep hills. Um, I mean, Kath got there early, had a nice little spot of lunch. And beautiful theatre at the Rondo Theatre. Absolutely stunning little place. Sold out 100 people. Well, we'd sold 100 tickets, but there were about 12 people that didn't turn up. Imagine that. You bought tickets to the theatre and and then you decide not to go. I kind of, you know, I've I've bought tickets for things and and not gone. But 12 people? That was... um, well, it was 12% of the audience. 12% of the audience didn't bother to turn up. Hey, listen, I don't care. We trousered the money anyway. We, we, still, we, still, got, we still got the quids for it. Um, but I'm really surprised that that many people didn't turn up. And boy, oh boy, they should have turned up because um, 
It was a very strange... I'm, I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to... Um, I'm going to play the answer phone message that we got from Sue. Do you think that, that we can... I, and I know it's a little bit cross, but but basically what we do is we do this show called The Rabbit Hole and people can phone up at any point and leave answer phone messages. And we got this message um, and normally they're quite light-hearted, you know, phone calls about farts and the Beatles and things like that. And then we got this message and I was intrigued by it. Um... Have, have a listen to this, and then, then then we'll talk. Hi, my name's Sue. I'm calling from Switzerland. My name uh, is Sue, and I'm dialing from the number zero zero. Right, and then she gives out the number, and the number she gives out is the... Because it was on Skype. Two zero. The number was logged, OK? Oh, five nine. I would like to have a discussion about um, death, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Call me back, please. Thanks. That bit at the end. Call me back, please. Thanks. Um, and so we kind of ummed and ahed, and we decided we'd call this, this woman up. And when we called this woman up uh, on the number she'd left, which was also the number that was logged in my Skype, um, it was answered by um, Swiss Swiss person. I don't I don't know, but basically, we spoke to a couple of people in various languages because they speak five languages over there, and no one was able to. They kept hanging up on us and didn't want to talk to us. We never got to speak to Sue, and it was just the strangest, most mysterious. For, um, um, it's about 40 minutes on and off, you know, with us trying to get hold of this Sue woman. Um, and I suspect we will never hear from Sue again that she is one of those mysteries um, that will just never be answered. But it was a weird vibe. And then we had a lad phone up. Not Zach, because someone did it before Zach. A lad phoned up. It's got to be like late teens, early 20s, to tell us in the middle of a live show that there'd been an explosion in Leicester and that we should let all our viewers know. And we're like, first of all, we thought it was like, you know, a joke. And then we looked and there had been an explosion in Leicester, obviously, a horrific um, explosion in a shop that I think's killed five people. Um, but it, here's, the, here's the thing. Here's the thing, dear listener. When you're in a live theatrical environment... In front of a hundred, in front of eighty-eight people, um, and someone phones up and says, "Yeah, the there's been an explosion, and you should let your viewers know in case they've got anyone in Leicester." Bear in mind, we were in Bath; we were miles away from Leicester. Um, it enough sucked the life out of the room, didn't it? Really sucked the life. And this this came after the, um, midway through the whole Sue thing, so it was a really, really strange show and do you know what I th- i've just had an idea on what, our, on what our next show could be i've just had an idea because we're not allowed to do it on the radio imagine because it was such a weird vibe i'm speaking now directly to Catherine uh, boyle my um producer because it was such a weird vibe imagine if we'd been having a seance on a tape imagine if we did that we got a ouija board and we invited down four people from the audience and we did a seance with a ouija board wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be... 0344 499 If we did a seance 
Um, either for this or for the rabbit. Or maybe we do it for this. If we did a seance, would you buy tickets and um, would you come up on stage with us and um, touch my planchette? That's the pointer that they use on a Ouija board. Um, but that'd be something, wouldn't it? Ooh, that would be great. Imagine, imagine if like demons were summoned. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm thinking ideas are forming. Good evening, Jerry. Hello, do do a remote seance. A remote seance. Remote seance with the listeners. Yes. Yeah, listeners. Yes. So I use so I have a seance together. See whether it works. Well, we're not allowed to do a séance on the radio. No, no, not allowed to do it. It's, it's against the rules. I don't know that. Yeah, well, well, if you've been a regular listener to the show, you would have known that because we've talked about it a bit. It's against um, it's against the law to do a séance on the radio. Imagine. Can I, can I call you something? Can I call you something else? Yeah. Like, like, is called acts on the continent. Just call you something else, and we won't know. They aren't that clever. Off they're bit useless. Oh. Ofcom, Ofcom. I, I haven't got a bad word to say about Ofcom. Every complaint against me has not been upheld. My fear. My fear Catherine, on, Catherine, on the other hand. <laughs> no, Catherine, it's not two you've got, it's just one. But still. Kill for the three. No, I like Ofcom. Here's the thing about Ofcom, right? The rule, as long as you stick within the rules, you're fine. And I've I've been you know I've been taken to Ofcom with for those that don't know Ofcom is the regulatory board and if you've got a complaint about um, anything you hear on the radio or TV you go to Ofcom and I've been to, to, taken to Ofcom you know even the thing I got sacked um, from the BBC for Ofcom Ofcom didn't uphold. Hello, Jerry. Hello. I saw you were talking to the mainstream listener. I was listening to you. Well, I was, I was talking to you because you phoned in your muppet, but now I'm going to cut you off because yeah, there we go. Um, there we go. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you're waiting for the hook, if you're waiting for the angle, if you're waiting for the question about Muslims or Brexit or Trump, it ain't going to come because that's not how this show works. I sit here and I just talk about my day and I'll go through the papers a little bit. And um, you're welcome to call in about the stuff that I'm rambling on about. Um, if you want to phone in and just check in and say, do you know what, I had a really lousy weekend, you can do that. Uh, or if you want to phone up about a story that's in uh, the news, you're more than welcome to. Oh three four four. Four nine nine one thousand is the phone number. You'll speak to Catherine. She will take your name and number and call you back. I'm Ian Lee. This is the late night alternative on Talk Radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Just keep moving on Down this road That never seems to end When you adventure Lies just around the bend So if you want to join me For a while Just grab your hat Come travel like that's old style Maybe tomorrow I'll want to settle down Until tomorrow The whole world is my own Grab your hat, come travel like that's old style. 
Three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. This is the late night alternative with me, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio, and I think we may have made a breakthrough. If you want to watch the show, um, go to YouTube.com/slash/RabbitHole, and uh, you can have a little look there and see um, what is going on. I'm going to shut one of those feeds off in a second. Um, it's Monday night. Lovely to see Shappy. Um, it, uh, you know, when you do these big reality shows, people. Um, uh, always, we're gonna, you're gonna make friends, gonna make so many, fr- and I don't do jobs to make friends. I, I do jobs to get money. Uh, but I, I'm gonna be friends with Shappy, and I'm uh, gonna be friends with Jenny, and um, and that that will do me. They were two lovely, lovely people. So, and Jenny's husband, Chris, who's just the nicest bloke. We need to find a reason, Catherine, to go back up to Manchester so we can go to um, Jenny and Chris's. Um, restaurant Annie's and I'm gonna be honest hopefully blag some free food I mean that doesn't sound that doesn't sound too um doesn't sound too outrageous does it does it oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number I tell you what gets right on my tits is I, I was on the train today because we, we were in Bath last night and then I was doing good morning Britain this morning they dropped my second hit they always come in and they say, yeah, we're supposed to do it at 6.50 and 7.50, no snails. And um, half past seven, they come in with a disappointed face. Oh, I've got some bad news in. And I said, what, are they, are they dropping the second hit? Yes, they are. I said, I, get, I still get paid the same, right? They went, yeah. I said, fine by me. Car's coming at eight, is it? Beautiful. Is it, it's, it's fine. Love it. I do, do, do me. I do, I do love being on Good Morning Britain. Susanna Reid is... Um, the most delightful human being. When I sat down at the desk, she squealed with excitement. She squealed. So 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 nice to see you in. It was so nice to see, and I was nice to see her. And do you know what? It was nice to see Piers. It was all right. And it was nice to see Charlotte. And we had, a, you know, we did it. And but it, what it meant was, um, I, I I parked at Talk Radio Towers last night. Got to Talk Radio just after one. Oh man. Did you hear Howard Hughes last night? Flipping heck. I dipped in and out of Howard because I was listening to um, uh, a podcast about the um, Bruce Lee movie uh, Big Boss. And uh, I dipped in and out of Howard. But, oh, man, his last guest in the last hour. Did you hear any of it, Kath? The fella, right, who um, was... No, his title was brilliant. Um... He was like a digit. He was like an electronics and digital. Um, uh, his job, right, was detecting whether you were being bugged, right, digitally. But then he also, like a little PS to his title, was 
and he also prevents mind control. And how, right, Howard didn't mention that bit. For, he didn't mention it. The micro, So he, we, the first 20 minutes, it was quite interesting. The first 20 minutes was um, talking about um, bugging. It's like bugging and stuff. I think this is boring. Come on, man. Get to the, let's, get, let's cut to the chase here. It's all about bugging, right? And, um, and then... Then it's then he, he then the guy said, "Actually, Harold, I want to. There's something I want to talk about." And I said, Here we go. Here we go. When the interviewee starts steering the conversation, you know you're going to get some ripe old bullshine. And he said, uh, "I want to talk about an event, uh, an occurrence that uh, happened at uh, an event I was part of the conspiracy theory con." 2016 and we were targeted by military satellites um because on the saturday everybody started feeling ill uh, ill and queasy and uh most people went home and on the sunday everybody felt better and uh it is of my belief in fact i have been told this by a russian contact that the basically the military were um zapping the um, conspiracy theory convention 2016 for, with a satellite that makes people feel a bit queasy. It wasn't even brown noise. It wasn't like they were puking. Up. It just made them feel a bit queasy. So they all went, nah, we should probably go home. We should probably... And um, he was saying, oh, yeah, what they've, um, what they've got is they've got technology where they can take... They take your rubbish. You hear this? Oh, I was great, man. See if you can find it. It's about 25 past 12. The bit where they're talking about the rubbish. They can take your rubbish. And the bit about the convention. We'll play the whole 10 minutes. No one's calling in. We'll play the whole 10 minutes. It's brilliant. And they being the military and the government. And they um, get your DNA from the trash. And they can make weapons that can that will only target your DNA. And Howard Hughes, I love Howard's show so much. It was a bit of a boring bit when he was talking about graphite and stuff like that. And I, I, I like it when you get just get the fruitcakes on Howard. That's what we want. Um, and Howard's going, uh huh, mm hmm. And also, he was trying to steer him ever so gently away because this guy was being very specific about the Arabs. He said, for example, you get Arab DNA, then you can create a weapon that will only target Arabs. And he kept going on about Arabs and how it was going, well, of course, uh, it would target, you could, you could target any any racial group. Yeah, but if you were at war with the Arabs... <laughs> Man, it was great. It was absolutely great. I thoroughly recommend um, Howard's show on a Sunday night. It, it really is. Um, it is superb. But um, but anyway, so what was happening was I. But, but then I was driving into London from Bath, which is a journey of about uh, two and a half hours. It was a long old trek. Uh, parked here at work. Um, 
and then went and stayed at a hotel. I got to the hotel about half one. Ate loads of... I, I was thinking, don't please don't raid the minibar. Please don't raid... I'm raiding the minibar. Packet of Oreos, two packets of Pringles. Oh, eating all this stuff. And I'm really, really concerned now, guys, um, about my weight. Really concerned about my weight. And because uh, I'm like the heaviest I've ever been, man. I'm, 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 I'm over... I'm, I'm tipping 16 stone now. I'm pretty sure of it. Certainly the fat... I'm the fattest I've ever been. I'm the, definitely the fattest I've ever been. And, um, and I'm just cane in the minibar. Like, like there's no, no tomorrow. Uh, and there was a tomorrow. And it involved me getting up at five o'clock and uh, going and doing... I was telling you this for a reason. There was a reason that I was announcing this. And I'm... I'm Bugger if I can remember what it was. It, 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 it was filler. It's all filler. It's all filler. No one's calling in. No, uh, I feel like Julia Hartley Brewer. So I've not got. I'm not going to have a rant about Muslims. But um, yeah, we'll just sit and wait. We can just sit and wait for calls. We can sit and wait. Maybe they won't come. I don't know. If you want to give me a call, 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. And you can give me a call about absolutely anything you want. We, um, absolutely anything. Uh, this is The Late Night Alternative. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Uncut after-hours conversation for the up-all-night generation. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. What happened? I, I went to have a fiddle with the camera and suddenly the, we got a full switchboard. Let's go to Edward. Good evening, Edward. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Edward. Um, what do you have for us tonight on this bloody cold night? Yeah, I, sp- I haven't got, like, two duvets on me, so I'm all right, thanks. Aye. Are you in bed? Yep. That's the way, that's yeah. the way to do it. That is the way <laughs> yeah. to do it. I'm tempted, yeah. to, uh, I'm tempted to buy myself an electric blanket, but we'll only need it for a few weeks and then it'll be spring. Save your money. Save your money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. Get another, just get another 10 quid duvet from Argos or something. Well, this is what I didn't realise. We had this discussion recently. I took some duvets to be um, dry cleaned because my children had puked all over them. Um, oh, and yeah, it, yeah. and it, for three duvets, uh, two, one double and two singles, it was about... It was about 48 quid or something. And everyone oh, went, yeah. well, you could buy three duvets for less than that. Um, well, can you? Yeah. You well, you just said you bought a duvet for a tenner. Oh, no, I didn't. No, I've, well, my duvet cost 335 quid. What the heck? Blimey! What the heck? What is, what is, what is it, mate? Is it stuffed with real-life geese? No, that, that, would, that, would be a, that would be a very... That would be awful. Um, really? Hello, uh, uh, hello. What happened there? We lost. Where did Edward? Edward, where did you? I think I got so excited, Edward. I think I disconnected you for a moment. Oh, did you? Oh, well, uh, yeah. Well, no worries. Yeah, you know, I haven't got an awful lot to say. That's all right. Don't matter. Um, what's going on? What's going on? I feel what's going on. I'm not sure it's because I'm getting old now. Yeah. But what really annoys me um, is people saying obviously all the time, the beginning of every sentence or at the end of every oh, sentence. Oh, you've just and reminded I'm... me. You've just reminded me what that whole thing about me listening to Howard Hughes and what that was about. Go, but go on. Yeah, tell me about the obviously, and I'll tell you what, what it was. Uh, you go on. Okay, right. Well, um, well, fo- fo- well, when football pundits, I know you're not a fan, but no. football pundits say obviously at the beginning of every sentence. Yes. I'm not sure if that's because they think they're going to say something really stupid. Yeah. But they want to make it perfectly clear that, that although that's the best they can do, 
that they are, you know, such a great football mind yes. that yet it's perfectly clear to them. Yeah. Or I'm not sure whether people say, like, obviously at the end of a sentence to make it clear that they are very intelligent. And so what they're saying is, you know, trite just to sort of appeal to the masses. Let's be honest, then, right? Anybody who is who, whose income comes from talking into a microphone, right? And we can we can put this to the test, right? Anybody yeah. whose job is to talk into a microphone is, um, uh, I was going to say is an idiot, but that, that's a sweeping statement. I don't think we, I think we could poke holes in that. But, but basically, n- most of what they say is worthless. And I include myself in that. My job is to sit three hours a night and talk into a microphone. Most of what I say is worthless. No, but I mean you've you've done it for I don't know what fifteen years now. Yes, not longer. Yeah, I yeah. Know, I mean, I fifteen to, I years to, of uh, waffle. Well, yeah, but as long as you're keeping, you're getting the punters in, then that's the whole plan, isn't it? Yeah, but but it's me. But what? No, exactly. In, right, in terms of getting numbers and stuff like that, that, that's it. But but it, but that's it. That's my my sole job is to get numbers. Right? What I say is 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 meaningless, literally and metaphorically. Well, no, of course, I understand that you're not necessarily of any benefit in terms of, you know, the welfare state. No, there's no benefit. No benefit whatsoever to anything. Do you think you've got the best job in the world? Um, Well, uh, yeah, I do, because I enjoy my job. Um, But but then, you know, the, the, the woman who... I don't know. I can't think of any other jobs that people do right now. My mind has gone a blank. But you've reminded me what I, why I was doing that whole long monologue and where I was getting to. Um, oh, yeah, I, I, I had to get, yes, right. So Howard Hughes, and we'll play a clip of Howard Hughes in a bit. But that was all, um, that was all a sideshow. Because what it meant was, uh, basically, I, I had to get the train into work tonight because I left my work here last night, my car here last night. So I got the train in, uh, which I like getting the train in because I can have a little read, I can have a little cup of coffee, I can, yeah, of course. you know, it's enjoyable. Um, but then a guy came and it was quite an empty train, so I had four seats to myself. And then a guy came and sat opposite me, right? Mm. And he, he, he had his headphones in and he was watching like a programme on his, on his phone. And all I could hear was him going... <laughs> oh. Just sniffing, just sniffing. I'm thinking, I'm, I'm thinking, blow, blow your nose, just, just, just blow, just blow your nose, mate. Blow your, and honestly, fifteen minutes he was, and in the end, I got up and moved away because he was wouldn't stop sniffing. Did he look like a cocaine addict? I don't think it was cocaine. It, I think it was it was a, 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 a cold. I think he just had a cold, but it was disgusting. Now, and also that isn't. First of all, that's not good for you to sniff that much snot in. That's gonna, your tubes are gonna be bunged up. Everything's gonna be, um, you know, you're gonna get headaches. But it was just disgusting, man. A real disgusting noise. Yeah. Okay. But another quick question, if you don't yeah. mind. Yeah. Would you ever wear a pink pair of trousers? Would I ever wear a pink pair of trousers? Because I've, I've been watching a lot of daytime telly of late, you know, you know, Bargain Hunt and Michael Portillo and all that. Yes. They all seem to wear pink trousers. It seems the posher you get, the, the, the more ludicrous your you know, fashion sense gets. Yeah, no, pink, the salmon trousers, that is, um, they're, they're, I can tell you this now as a fact, that is worn solely by tossers. 
Yeah, essentially, and bow ties. Yeah, uh, it's worn solely by tossers and bow ties. Oh, and bow tie wears. Yeah, and I like the idea of a bow tie, but you look like an... I tell you what I do like, and every now and then I'll go through a phase, right? Every now and then I'll go through a little phase, right? Why? I, I do like braces. Really? Yeah, I do, I do. I do like braces. Have you got red ones? No, I've not got red ones. Just like, just like, um, like black, just plain black braces. That's that's yeah. what I like. Yeah, I've got you. Yeah. Well, you don't need them anymore with your current weight gain, do you? Hey, hey, don't fat shame me, Edward, for crying out loud. <laughs> don't fat yeah. shame me. <laughs> oh no, I got that. If I didn't have a huge, you know, a really speedy metabolism, I'd be huge. Yeah, well, there, there, there you go. I've cut him off now. Fat shaming. Um, let's go to Ken. Good evening, Ken. Hi, Ian. Yes. Ian, you, you are one of the greatest, greatest human beings in history. You know, you, you, you need to be all over the world. People need to venerate you throughout the entire I, I, I will have nobody venerating people, you. People need to venerate you. People need to listen to you. You can change people. You are a revolutionary. You need your not just a talk radio station thing. You need, you know, you need a TV station. You you need your own TV station where people work for you, where you are the centre. You know, you you you're amazing, man. Are you knocking one out? You're, you're amazing. You're one of the greatest people. You know, forget Tim Shaw. I mean, that guy fell off. I mean, you. You're one of the greatest human beings ever. I mean, isn't that... I mean, Tyrone, you want to have a talk? I have a short man. Oh, you don't, he doesn't want to talk? Look, Ian, you isn't want to... It's because there's, 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 no there's, there's no one there. He Ken. doesn't want to talk? It's because there's no one there, because you've got no friends, because you're a sad case. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't want to talk because he's not there, because you've got no friends, because you're a sad case. Yes, he's not there. The, the, yeah, he's, he's not there, there, and you're not all there. You're one of the greatest people in the world. Oh, for God's sakes, man. So grow up. I, I love you, Ian. Grow up. You're the best. You're grow, the best. Grow man. up. The, people don't appreciate you. Yes. What are you talking about, man? What are you talking about, Ken? Thinking mainstream media do not appreciate you. They do appreciate me. I'm on mainstream media, you muppet. Yeah, they just yeah, they just yeah, yeah get your money's trendy right now. Right. What you what what is what is the point of this prank? I don't get it. it it's not a prank. It's genuine. Well, then, but what what is your obsession with me? I don't want you to listen to my show anymore. Look, I, you know I love you. Okay. I don't. I don't love you. I hate you. You're, you're the best. You're, you're the worst. The you're the best. You are the, the worst. I hate you. You're the best. Okay. Bye. Good night, everyone. That was weird, wasn't it? That was weird. Um. Let's try, Alan. Good evening, Alan. Good evening, Lee. How are you? <laughs> I'm very well, Alan. Are we, are we doing surnames or are we doing first names? Because I'm at a disadvantage. Oh, well. <laughs> we'll do we'll do first names. How are you, Ian? All right. I'm very well, thank you, Alan. Yes. What have you got for us tonight? 
I was listening to the same show as you were listening to last night, Howard Hughes. Oh, yeah, it was good, when wasn't it? Guy, when, when, yeah, it was good, actually. Yeah. I was really enjoying it because, as you know, I'm a, I'm a late driver, so yeah. um, I'm, driving to, I'm driving tonight as well, so just on the M6 at the moment, so... I was like, so I was listening to him, and I couldn't believe Jeff. He was going zap me, you know. Yeah, yeah, it was very funny. <laughs> it was very funny how I had got him in riddles, basically. I but mean, just guy, supposing, but... just supposing, no, Alan. Let's just suppose yeah. that that yeah, guy on. actually was zapped by <laughs> military satellites that have been programmed to um, get the DNA of um, conspiracy theorists. Maybe he's right and we're all wrong. Well, if they could do that, Ian, half of the population would be gone. Well, <laughs> they wouldn't, half the population would be made to feel a little bit queasy. That was the thing. They all just felt a little bit sick. A little bit queasy, yeah. They'd, they'd, be, they'd be totally sick, wouldn't they? I mean, if they were doing zapping things, sending high-frequency oscillations out and zapping everybody with things like that. that that's no way. Yes. I don't, I don't but I, 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 would, I would like it to be the case, but, um, yeah, I suspect it's bullshine. We'll, we'll play a clip of it in a minute. Kath's just... Um, just yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, it was, nice to see you. it was nice to see you in the uh, jungle there, Ian. Hey, nice one, man. Thank you very much indeed. It was, it was, um, it was a blast to do. Yeah, it was. Yeah, cool, man. Tis anyway, up. I'm going to let you go. Take I'm going to let you go, mate, because I'm driving on the M6 and I'm just watching this road. Hope the snow doesn't come down tonight. Hey, flipping heck. Thank you, man. Ah. <laughs> nice guy. It's flipping cold, isn't it? Uh, when I was dri- getting when I was getting driven back this morning at um, uh, at eight o'clock in the morning, the snow was coming down. I thought, oh God, no. No, 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 no. Imagine, Catherine, if we imagine if we got snowed in at work and we'd have to book a hotel and um, there's only one there's only one room left and um, you'd have to sleep in your car. And that would be that would I would feel bad about that. But that's just the way it goes. It's just the way it goes. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. We've got Darren. We've got Mark. We'll play a little bit of last um, night's uh, Howard Hughes show as well. Um, it's the late night alternative on talk radio. You can listen on DAB. Maybe you've downloaded the app or perhaps you're online at talkradio.co.uk. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on air and off the leash on talk radio. Four four. Four nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you uh, want to give us a call. I think we've got um, stage phase one. Stage one, phase one of the um, YouTube experiment is working. We are now streaming the show live in HD. That stands for um, hard definition. And um, the audio, I believe, is sorted. Uh, if you want to go and watch it, if you go to youtube.com slash rabbit hole, over 4,000 subscribers now, guys. The next big one is 4,010 subscribers. Uh, you can go and watch uh, watch it there. The next the next um, trick will be me, me getting um, three cameras working instead of one. That's the next trip. If we get that done, then this silly idea we've got that Catherine and I have had for doing a live um, TV show streaming it live we've booked we've booked a venue june the 3rd i think it is if you want to if you want to buy tickets ticketsource.co.uk slash ian dash lee um if uh um 
uh, we, we've booked a venue to try and do a live TV show. I, I, I don't know if it's going to be possible or not, but um, we can do it with one camera, but I want, I want three. It's got to be three cameras. Otherwise, it's not a TV show. Two cameras is not a TV. It's got to be three cameras. It's got to be three cameras. Let's go to Mark. Good evening, Mark. Hello. Hello, Mark. Hello. Um, I called you was it a week ago, was it two weeks ago, going on about my poorly father. So I just thought I'd, I'd ring you with an update on that whole situation. Let's have an update with that. Let's have an update on your dad. Remind um, everybody what, what the situation was and where we are now. So, OK, the situation was he was looking like he was going to be diagnosed with emerging urine disease. I was in a bit of a mess because of that. Yeah. So the update is, I'm feeling quite a bit better. He was formally diagnosed on Friday. OK. But in the meantime, I've been talking a lot more about it, I suppose, yeah. to people, being more open, and that's been very positive. Um, and I'm feeling a lot better for doing that. Yeah. Did you? So did you? Did, sorry, Mark. Did you say that when you you got the official diagnosis, that was also you felt better after that? Um, I I had last last week. I had a really sort of bleak week leading up to Thursday. I was probably at my lowest that I've been for a very long time. Yeah. But then mysteriously on Friday, I felt a lot better. Um, but this is like Friday morning, leading right up to the sort of final moment before finding out for sure what was going on. Yeah. And now I found out for sure what's going on because it's all sort of certain what's happening and we know what's happening that there's a definite sort of yeah. set of actions that are being taken it just feels a lot more stable almost I, I sort of the sort of chaotic not really knowing what i'm doing has gone away and it's like okay well i know this is what's happening now yeah um and you've, who, who have you been talking to? I don't need names and addresses, but, uh, like, friends, professionals, who, who, who have you been sharing it with? No, I, I just, um, I've been talking to, like, my, my boss at work and stuff, because they're fairly open with them anyway, because um, I've been off for a while with this sort of the anxiety and the depression built up from this. Yeah. So that was um, something I was already doing, but just... I know you've been more feeling like more I can talk to people about it, a little bit following sort of advice that was sort of given on here, yeah. almost about you know not being guilty about speaking about it myself, kind yeah. of thing. So um, I sort of I've, I've sort of received support because of that because I've opened up to people and they actually yeah. know it's happening. It's it's a positive thing. Oh, I'm really chuffed, for you mate. That's um that's brilliant. That's that's a that's a brilliant position. Um, to be in because you know it's going to get rock- uh, rocky and um, there'll be um, ups and downs and you know um, uh, I'm I'm really pleased that you 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 sound a whole lot better than you did last week. Yeah, I, I'm I'm definitely um, a lot more mentally organised and in one piece. So like I can uh, I, I can sort of just talk about it a bit more. Openly now, and, and that's the thing is to keep talking about it because he's, he, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I don't want to put you on a down again, but it, there, there will be times when you don't, you know, when you drop the ball a little bit in terms of feeling together and organised with it. Uh, th- th- there will be. Let me take that back. There might be times when you feel like that. There might be times. I tell you, the weird thing I had, um, Mark, with my mum's MS was I would really resent her quite often. Really resent the imposition it put on my life. I would oh. resent. Um, the disease for degrading my mum. I would resent her for being so dependent on me. Not 
all of the time. You know, it wasn't all the time. But there were times when, when, when I resented her and felt angry with her. And do you know what? Mm. That was all right as well. That's all right to feel that. Yeah. I, you know, I've, I've reacted in a sort of confused way and sort of retracted and gone depressed and anxious and all the rest of it about it. My brother-in-law reacted in a completely different way. He's just full of furious rage and anger about how unfair the situation is. Yeah, yeah. You know, everybody everybody reacts differently. That's um, it. There's no right or wrong way of doing it. However everyone is reacting is exactly the right way for them to be reacting, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean... Go on. Go on. I was going to say. I was going to say the unfairness is a is a big one. The unfairness is a big one, and um, and I still get pangs of that about my mum. But I generally, mm. I've kind of managed to let that go, because um, you know, I, life is unfair, man. <laughs> you know, life is unfair, yeah. um, and some people have more uh, unfairness than others. On a more cheerful and fair note, yes. Um, I really enjoyed hearing about your train journey because trains are awesome. <laughs> there we go. Method of transportation there we in go. the country. I, lo- I, I love train journeys. I love them, right? And I, I've, I've never really done a long one. And you, I, you can't really do a long one in Great Britain, you know. You, 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 I mean, for some reason, my f- kids were obsessed about going on a sleeper train. And, um, uh, yeah. You, you can't, there's no point in doing a sleeper train in Britain. But um, yeah, I like... They're a bit unreliable because I've seen them like... Um, sort of pulling through Wigan at about seven in the morning when the Metro had been in Scotland for about five hours. So right, yeah, you know, that, that's that's an even more depressing thing. You pay all your money and you book to go on the sleeper train, and you yeah. end up in Wigan at seven in the morning. Yeah, that'd be grim. You wake up. Are we there yet? <laughs> oh no, we're in bloody Wigan. Um, but um, the, the the only issue I have with trains is that is that they can be so expensive. You know, yeah, the number yeah. of times I've flown somewhere. Because it's cheaper to fly than it is to get on a train. Oh yeah, it's it's stupid. I mean, to get from where I am in the northwest down to London, it's sort of it's nearly four hundred quid if you just walk in and say, "I want to return to London today." It's insane. The whole, thing, isn't it? the whole thing's geared to make you book in advance, yeah. and then you get on, and all you see are just hundreds of empty seats with reserved written across them because nobody's got them on the train. Um, I, I don't know how they're making money carting around. Are, are you? Are you? Um... Are you a train nut, then, Mark? Um, I'm an enthusiast. I wouldn't say I'm a train nut. I think other people might say you were a train nut just by the fact well, you said you're an enthusiast. Compared to compared to an average person who just gets on the train and doesn't really even monkeys and the train's just a utility, then, yeah, I probably am. But I'm not at the... I have to see every single train. I have to ride at every single train and ride it all down what I've done and take photos of the Kasari experience. I'm like, if I want a train going on, I'm going to see a different type of train that looks a bit interesting, I'll go, ooh. So, you know, in that sense, yes, I'm a train nut, I suppose. I mean, I do a train simulator stream every week on YouTube. Here we go. Hang on a minute. Here we go. Here we go. Now, hang on a second. And I'm I'm not calling you a nut, Mark, but again, just... I'm kind of calling myself a nut now. I'm kind of shooting myself in the foot here with this. What is... you, You stream a train simulator on YouTube. Now, let me just... Let me just... Before you you continue, Mark, I'm gonna... I'm gonna jump into this ring with Mark and I'm gonna put on my... My, um, engine... Engineer's hat. Because I had a train simulator on my BBC Micro. It was the, I think it was the, the Brighton Bell or something. It was the London Southern Bell. Southern Bell on the BBC London Micro. Bell. Did yeah. you have that? 
I didn't have it at the time, but I've seen it since, yes. I used to have it, and then I got really pissed off with my mate Duncan Smith, because it's a really complicated game. It's a train simulator, of course it's complicated. And you had these really detailed instructions. And at Computer Club one lunchtime, Duncan Smith lost the instructions. So the game was useless. (laughs) game was useless to me. A couple of weeks ago, I was at the Retro Play Expo, whatever it's called, in Blackpool. I uh, just just play Xbox or something little like the old computer game. Hang on, was that, that a couple of weeks up. ago? I was supposed to go to that. Oh, right, okay. Oh, yeah, I, I, was, I was there. I was there stalking the famous Mister Biffo, Paul Rose. There. Yeah. Oh, I was supposed I, to be. I got invited to that, and I said, "Oh, I'll look into it." I never did. Uh, oh, bum. Oh, that's disappointing. We had a right old park. Anyway. Yes. Um, an evening star was one on the, on one of the machines. I was like, "Oh, trains in place to go." I'll sit and play that. I sat down. I was like. I have no idea what yeah. he actually does what. Yeah. And, like, from playing the modern one, yeah. I was like, I know the theory of how to drive the train, but when you can just click and drag on the screen to operate all the controls, that's fine, that's easy. But when you have to know the exact keys to press, you're stuffed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, this, and, and, uh, and that's why uh, train driving um, simulator players get paid so much more money than nurses, or something like that. We, I may have completely we, ba- we basically get paid the same amount as actual train drivers. There just just the monetization potential yeah, alone from YouTube, you would not believe that's what it's all about. How much money those fifteen regular viewers are not <laughs> Hey, I tell you that me, me and Kath mentioned this the other night on um, Twitch. For the Twitch, for those who don't know, Twitch is this website right where people stream video games, and um, I quite enjoy. I find it quite therapeutic watching people play video games. Um, but we decided to try and find the game that had the least amount of viewers. And you've really got to scroll down for a few minutes to get there. And it was two <laughs> French lads. There was only one person. No, there's no one watching, I think. And then we all piled in. Um, um, playing um, Mechanic Simulator, Car Mechanic oh, yeah. Simulator 2018. And it was two lads. And they were simulating taking a wheel off. It was all in French. Then they opened the bonnet and they were faffing around with the engine, and then in the game, the character in the game had to walk over to a computer and order parts. <laughs> he had to order parts. That was part of the game. The simulation was he had to order parts. I, I, can't, I can't wait for there to be sort of a really good sort of Siri-type AI, and then you can have call center simulator, oh, and then you mate. can just... Do call centre forever yeah. without even getting paid for it. There we go. It could be great fun. You could depress yourself to death without ever having to leave your house. Um, Mark, good to talk to you, mate. Thanks for the call. I'm glad, um, you know, Cheerio. best of luck with you and your dad. Thank you. Up your bum. 03444991000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. This is The Late Night Alternative with me, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 03444991000 is the telephone number if you want to give me a call. If you want to uh, watch the show, go to youtube.com slash rabbit hole. And uh, we are streaming it live in what can only be described as hard definition. There is a hard definition going on, guys. Good evening, Darren. Ian, hello. Howdy doody. How are you doing? You I right? am doing... Do you know what? I'm doing okay. I'm, I'm, nice I'm doing okay tonight, Darren. Yes, I'm good. Thank nice you very to much. hear that, actually. Right. Now, am I going to get wrong for this being on loudspeaker? Yes, no. Obviously, I am. So I'll take it off. Hello. 
Why, why would you... Why would you... <laughs> no, no, I'll, t- I'll explain. Can I explain why I would do that? And I... I was hoping I would get a buy because of that. Because I was in the middle of an online game of snooker, but it's now finished, so I've turned... And I was hoping you would, ac- yeah. you would accept yeah. me playing that whilst talking to yourself. Okay. I here's yeah, the right, thing. Finished anyway. Yeah. Finished. Okay. Here's the thing. I didn't notice that you were on loudspeaker. Your loudspeaker you is, know is good. I just bought a brand new phone today. Oh yes. And I haven't got a flipping clue what's oh, going on. Oh yeah, beautiful new bit of tech. <laughs> I know. Beautiful <laughs> bit of tech. Um, who are you playing <laughs> online? Who are you playing online snooker with? Jimmy White? Uh, not uh, actually. Everybody has like uh, alternative names, and one of them is called right. I hope I'm allowed to say he's called Jimmy Shite. He's actually really good. No? Jimmy Shite? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. You know, Ian, Ian. Yeah. There's another one called Harry Potter. Uh, you know. Um, but they're actually really good. Yeah. Harry Potter. One's called Jimmy Shite. Yes. Um, I'm just Daz W71. Anyway, uh, so I'm trying to think of other pun... I was... Oh, I've been thinking about it for names. weeks, Names. Um, and, uh, like... Con- Going with snooker players. Um, Steve, I'm trying to think. Steve Bollocks? No, it doesn't work. It doesn't sound like Davis, does it? Steve Mavis, just a bit camp. Oh, because he's okay. Yeah, fine. Okay, we can do that. um, Oh, but um, Bill, uh, Bill, uh, Bonnie O'Sullivan. Bill. Well, yeah. Okay, you're just doing names that sound slightly like them. I'm trying to do names that imply they're rubbish. Well, Jimmy. Well, Jimmy Shade's genius. Agree. Yes, Bill Werbenick. Tip the ball and miss the anyway, and you're going right back in the day. There, people wouldn't get it with these. Most people will get Bill Werbenick. One of the, the most. All right, um, twenty pints of twenty right. pints of frame. Okay, all, okay, here we go. Right, what we're going to okay, do okay, is, I want you to name out of all the snooker players there's ever been, who yeah. you think would be the best lover. Because I know exactly. Oh, and Tony Drago was a right shagger. So, Tony, I don't want to know who was a shagger. I'm, Tony Drago is near to defend. Sorry, I don't want to know sorry. that. I want to know who would make the best lover. And let's be honest, the shaggers are not always the best lovers. I tell, shall I tell you who I'm thinking of? I won. Cliff Thorburn. I bet Cliff I Thorburn... He would have been smooth. He would have been smooth. He would have been a great shag. He would have been a beautiful lover. I can't believe we went on to that subject, but... Uh, well, no, you brought it up. Not like Cliff Thorburn, I think he would have been a proper Barry White style man. Yeah, I, I think he would have been romantic and I gentle. Agree, yes, and then just a little bit a little bit forceful, not in, a, in an aggressive way, <laughs> but in a taking control of the scenario oh, way. In, 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 he would have read the vibe, realised the well, woman wanted a firm hand, and that's what he would have given her. Cliff Thorburn, ladies and gentlemen. Who, would, who do you think would have been the most ridiculously disappointing? Oh, um, the fella that was uh, Alex Higgins. Alex Higgins. I, oh, because oh, he was always intoxicated. Yeah, I think right. so. My mate otherwise, is. Um, my... I think he. I think he would have been a good rough and tumble to someone. My mate, mate, mm. bloke, I've not mm. seen for ages. Bloke called Carvis Tarabi. Um, yeah. He's he's like really good friends with Steve Davis, and mm. they go they go DJing together because Steve Davis DJs. Yeah, because really? Steve Davis is really into. I don't know. I'm, I don't know what term you'd use to describe it. He's into prog. He's into prog rock and like psychedelic rock, and uh, right, uh, and he I've really got, knows his obscure. Uh, he knows. He loves his is obscure. This, is, this really, is this definitely true? 
This is true. I tell you what I do. I think nice one, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna play right, and I hang on a minute. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I'm not. I can't be bothered. I can't. I can't be bothered. Uh, I know. I know. I know. It's, it's, that's not, I, that's not even why I'm phoning. Okay. Oh, magma. That's it. Thank you, collapsible magma. He's a big fan of magma. Right, the band Ma- magma. Well, you've completely lost yeah. his now. Right. I'm, the same I'm gonna doing. play you. Let me play you a track from magma. Right. This yeah. is Steve Davis's favorite band. Of all time. Hang on a second. Really? Yeah, here we go. Um, I'm listening. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Davis's favourite band of all time. (laughs) Here it it comes. Oh, there you go, there you go. Oh, there's there's an advert. We're going to skip that. Hang on, here we go. Here we go, here we go. Magma. Ladies and gentlemen. Steve Davis's favourite band, Magma. And then, here we go, hang on a minute. Oh, you know what, next time the, next time the World Snooker Champions is on, I'm going to Twitter him and ask him that, like. It's true, tweet, tweet him that, honestly. Tweet no, him and my mate, um, Carvus, and yeah, t- t- Magma, his favourite band. <laughs> Incredible, isn't it? Right, so who was the best lover? Because we're not in the top 20 of the players. Yeah. Um... Ronnie O'Sullivan runs loads, so he could probably have um, stamina. Uh, whoa, no, yes, hey, hang on a minute, hang on a minute, Darren. Oh, Darren, sorry, shut sorry, up. Sorry. That's a yellow card. We, we dumped that. Did it then. There's a red card. Thanks very much for calling. <laughs> yes, you did, mate. Trust me. Well, that, that got aggressive very quickly, didn't it? For those who, who don't know... I did not effing say the effing F word. Yes, you did. I, I, and now I expect a barrage of aggressive tweets. <laughs> you said the F word twice, mate. Flipping heck. Oh, this is Steve Davis's favourite band, guys. Magma. Alright, I've never heard Magma. This is Cass going, no, oh, no, 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 no. This is alright, I quite like this. Um, yeah, but not that much. Thotch. <laughs> we'll play the Howard Hughes clip after midnight, I think, um, because. Uh, um, uh, Sai Mass, who's um, phoned up the show the other day. To talk about um, uh, VPLs, that's when ghosts record their voices. Just tweeted, I just watched the interview on YouTube you did with David Babcock. I thought it was the... Uh, Dar- Darren, you, you, you two Fs and we have to let you go for the night. Ian, well, OK, but can I just say I said F-L-I-P-I-N, no, no. mate? No, you didn't. You didn't, mate. You said you said the F oh, word Ian, twice. While you're, on, while you're on, though, mate, I need to talk about no, the, no, the no, well, you, on the quiet. OK, well, you... Well, not tonight. Not tonight, but please, will you take that on board? Well, I'm not going to talk to you on the quiet. 
What does on the quiet well, mean? Well, I don't mean that. I don't mean that. Well, then don't say it. That's why I asked for your email address before, man. No. Mate, I'm, mm. I'm actually, I love listening to you, and I've, yeah. I've got loads of questions to ask you about okay. that sort of thing. Well, you can ask them on the radio show, so but... I, apolo- I apologise, you think I said F-U-C-K-I-N. No, 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 no. I, I don't, I don't, I don't... I don't think you said it. I know you said it twice, and that's fine... But you'd have to... Even well, play that back to me, please, because I no, did not... I said flipping, no, man. No, I'm not, I, 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 I'm not going to play it back, because th- that would involve us playing back the, the two F-bobs. Listen, you can call in another night, um, but... Uh, I'm scared to call in you now. I'm scared to actually call you, and I actually love listening to me. You know what this is making us nervous, calling you? Well, d- well, that's not me that's making you nervous. It's you that's making well, you nervous, and your loose tongue. I, I am not intoxicated tonight. I thought I've I, not I, I said you are. Me. I've not said you are. Right, I know it. It's just you know, it's pretty heartbreaking because I like I love listening to the show. Well, you can make make the rules of I'm listen. The rules of the radio are. I'm pretty. I, I, you're lucky. I know, I'm, you know, understand that. Man. Right, I know we'll just gonna, phone in. Then shut up and listen. Right, don't. Right, the fact that I've let you back on shows that I'm I'm a cool guy, right? But you can come back on. Actually, think the word. Well, shut up and listen then. Um, You can you can phone up another night. Um, uh, but also I I've kind of made it uh, a decision that I I don't really get into email. If you, if there's anything you want to ask me, you can ask me on the radio. I'm not asking it on here about me depression, Ian. Well, I'm not going to reply to an email about it. Well, that's, that's me knackered in a minute. Well, no, it's not you knackered. That's your decision. I, I, if I replied to everybody... Well, then talk to your doctor, man. Mate, I've been to the doctor. Right, you've... if I replied to you know, every email... To like twice, OK, that's all. I... I'm, I'm not even going to get on your back. I've tried to take you like twice. That was years ago. I've got two children. I've got a beautiful girlfriend. I'm oh. self-employed and I'm a happy guy, but that... I'm, right. I, when I get them days, you, I relate to, yeah. to yourself. And, it, and it's unfair of you... To to, mm-hmm. to to say that I am the only possible outlet that you have. That's you are, unfair. But you do help, man. You yeah, but I'm help. not going to reply to emails about it, because if I reply to every email I, I had... Will it. you shut up and listen, man? Shut up and listen! Yeah, well, will you shut up and listen? Because I'm being yes, really patient with you, and you're no. being very, very rude. I don't believe I am, but... Yes, shut I up! Right, shut up. I'm shut up. I have made it a decision that I don't reply to emails because if I reply to every email I had about depression, I've had about mm. 5,000 emails about it over the last few years. So I don't. And you, it's unfair of you to say that, that me not replying is you screwed. That's your choice. You've made that call. I, I didn't mean it like that. Well, then it's the second time you've said something and then said, I didn't mean it like the words I said implied. Well, right. you've you got to be careful with what you say, all right? Yes, I understand. I apologise for that. All right. Nice one, Darren. Thanks for calling. I'll not be calling again. I can't. But thank you, Ian. That's your, that's your decision? I know it is, Ian, but I'll still listen. Well, then that's that's also your decision. I mean, I don't know what I'm supposed to say. Well, I like listen. I actually enjoy listening. I think it's absolutely... It's, it is. I've never heard it's, it talk show like it. It's great. Like. It's unique. Is it pre-recorded it news? It is class, and I always praise you. Is it pre-recorded or live? Um, it's live. OK. Don't talk in my ear, please, Gary. Um, all right, Darren, listen, um, I, I, I don't know what you said then, because someone you was know, talking in my ear. There's nothing to apologise for. There's nothing to apologise for. I'm not going to bother you no more. All right, Darren, whatever. I mean, Jesus Christ, what am I supposed to do? 
Flipping it. Let's go to the thing. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. When I was your age, I was just like you. And just look at me now, I'm sure you do. But your grandfather was just as bad. And you should have heard him trash his dad. Life's no picnic, that's a given. My mom's mom died when my mom was seven. My mom's father was a tragic guy, but he was so distant that nobody knows why. Now your mother's family, you know them. Each and every one a gem, each and every one a gem. When I was your age, I was a mess On a bad day, I still am, I guess I think I know what you're going through Everything changes, but nothing is new And I know that I'm miserable Can't you see? I just want you to be just like me Boys grow up to be grown men And then men change back into boys again You're starting up and I'm winding down Ain't it big enough for us both in this town Say it's big enough for us both in this town I was your age, I thought I hated my dad And that the feeling was a mutual one that we had We fought each other day and night I was always wrong and he was always right But he had the power, he needed to win His life half over, mine about to begin I'm not sure about that edible stuff But when we were together it was always rough Hate is a strong word on a backtrack The bigger the front The bigger the back The bigger the front The bigger the back Now you and me are me and you And it's a different ball game Though not brand new I don't know what all this fighting is for We're having us a teenage middle age war I don't want to die And you want to live It takes a little bit to take A whole lot of give Never really ends though we trace his run This thing between a father and a son Maybe it's power, push and shove Maybe it's hate, probably it's love Maybe it's hate, probably it's love it's Loudon Wainwright, isn't it? I mean, it really is. It really is. Um, it, it really is worth diving into. Uh, just an absolute joy. The, one of the, the greatest, two of the great discoveries for me musically in the last, um, I guess, six months. Loudon Wainwright and I don't know if you heard of this guy, Bob Dylan. Man, he's good. Um, I, I, I played Kath a song the other day. Bob Dylan did this weird album, right, which I'd heard of called um, Self-Portrait, 1969-1970, something like that. Double album. And it's generally considered one of his worst until he got to the 80s. Right? Um, 
And but there are some real gems on it. But there's also I, I, I haven't got it. I, you can't always find the Bob Dylan stuff. On there are two tracks on there, right? That I love, right? The uh, right. Okay, let me play. Bob Dylan. What was the song? Let it be me. Uh, listen, he does, and I don't quite know. Um, oh no, see, it's not on there. Is is, um, uh, is it? Let it be me. Is it? Yeah. Um, he, you know, he's quite hot at getting his stuff off of um, YouTube. Okay. Oh, do you know what? I, I, I won't buy it. But I tell you what, I will buy because this this <laughs> it's such a weird album, right? And I think I think it's actually a lot better than um, people uh, perhaps gave it credit for. But but he does he does like cover versions and things. And um, I'm going to play you a cover version that he does. Right? Um, oh, it's not going to work now. Just it's just not going to work. Oh balls. Uh, I want to. I want to play him doing his version of the Boxer by Simon and Garfunkel. Because honestly, you've never heard, you you've never heard anything as as bad as that. It is absolutely, it, it is without a shadow of a doubt the worst version of any song you've ever heard in your uh, in your life. Is this going to work? Here we go. Here we go. Have some of this. Listen to this. This is incredible. Listen to Bob Dylan sing Simon and Garfunkel. What I should say as well is I think it's him double-tracking the vocals, right? So it's two Bob Dylans being Simon and Garfunkel. It, honestly, however bad you think it's going to be, it's significantly worse than that, right? Here we go. As you Mr Bob Dylan sings the hits of Simon and Garfunkel. I'm just a poor boy, my story told. Right, that's not the worst bit by a long, long way. That is not the worst bit by a long Who way. I've squandered my resistance or a pocket full of mumbles such as promises. All lies and jest, still a man hears what he wants to hear and disregards the rest. La la la, la la la, la 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 la. When I left my home and family, I was no more than a boy in the company of strangers in the quiet of the railroad. Actually, now, now I'm listening to it. It's quite good. Gets worse, though. You, read, you wait. Wait for the Lila Lies, Catherine. You need to listen to the Lila Lies. Here it comes. Places only they would know. Lila Lies. Not as bad as I remember it, but wages. I come looking for a job, but I get no offers. Just to come on from the horse on Seventh Avenue. I do declare there were times when I was so lonesome, I took some comfort there. Etc. 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad I found Bob Dylan, though. Um, let's go to, in inverted commas, Fred. Hello. Yeah, um, my name's Fred. 
and uh, I come from Glasgow, and uh, I was wanting to talk about depression and chronic pain. You see, I went to my doctor's, and I was feeling suicidal, and she told me I had to have a referral. And uh, I just want to, to, to ask, does that sound normal? You don't sound normal. Can I ask what you mean by that? I think you know what I mean by that. That sounds very, uh, ignominous. Ignominous? Yeah. Oh, ignominy is my, um, favourite trait. Who am I speaking to? (laughs) I don't know, I don't know who you are speaking from, let alone who you're speaking to. Let me tell you something, sir. I don't like your vernacular. Well, you've not seen my vernaculars. Well, I'll give you something to worry about, son. Don't you be... Don't you... Let me tell you something right now. If you come to Glasgow... Yes? I'll say... Have you ever heard of the Glasgow kiss? Yes, it's a, it's a headbutt. Whereabouts in Glasgow yeah. are you? Because I love... You have my voice on, right? All right, mate. You just... Right, you just right, there we go. What is it with everybody and their potty mouths? Let me know when we have a full delay, please, because I'd like to... to, to you're not, no one can hear you, caller, because you, you, you just dropped an F-bomb, so um, I have had to press the dump button again. Okay? I'm going to let you come back on, because I'm, I'm mildly entertained by idiots. Um, so just hold your horses, and we'll wait for the delay to come back, and then we'll put you back on, um, watch your language, and... Um, Let's see if we can see if we can find some kind of common ground between us, and work out exactly what it is that you want to get off of your chest. How's about that? How much delay have we got? Thank you very much. Okay, caller, let's try again, but without the the bad language, please. So, what what would you really like to say? What's really going on in your life right now? Do you really want to know? I I don't really want to know, no. Um, but I'm going to give you. I'm a I'm a good human being, so I'm going to give you the courtesy well, of allowing let you. Me, let me, uh, I'm going to give me, you the courtesy of allowing you to tell me what's going on. I'm from the east end of Glasgow, right? And the the Calton, uh, that's just uh, the. There's an area just at the east end. Yep. It's, it's very. It's, it's, it's not like London, but it, it's got some character. There's a, there's a lot of crazy kind of people kicking about the east end of Glasgow. Yeah, I know the east end uh, of Glasgow quite well. And um, why? Why did you? Why? Why did you phone up and do a silly voice? That wasn't me. That was my mate. That was my mate, Fr- Fred. Fred, he's, 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 he's went off into the other room. OK. Uh, so what's going on? What's your name, caller? My name is Dave. What's your... What what's your, want, what's what your want, hang on a minute. I uh, uh, hang on a minute. You, I, you, uh, what, what's your real name, caller? Dave. OK, well, we, we know it's not, but OK, let's, let's for okay. convenience, you can phone up and be whoever you want to be. OK, fine. Yeah. So what's going on for you, Dave? Because I'm, I'm getting a lot of fear from you. Fear. Yeah, you're afraid. Do you know what I'm afraid? I'm afraid of the Nazis. Yeah. They are making a resurgence. 
This is this is no joke. No, man. you're not. You're not afraid of Nazis. You're, you're afraid of the um, the vastness <laughs> of life. You're afraid Are you of. Talking about David Icke. Are you, you're you're trying to get some mind stuff going on here. There's no I'm there's no mind stuff. It's just there's no mind stuff. It's just words. I'm I'm just very good at, r- at reading people. I like David Icke, right? And he does go deep. There we David go. Icke goes deep. There we right? go. Now we're getting somewhere. Well, let, let's 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 not. We've had David Icke on the show. David Icke's amazing, man. Yeah, he's great. He's 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 a innovator. He's a he's a, a guy that thinks ahead. He's, he's a very nice man as well. He's, we, he we had a lovely time. He's the man has got arthritis. Yeah, he's had it since about twenty six. And he still battles through. And how articulate is he? Oh, I mean, great. the man is the man speaks like a, a the words just roll off his tongue. Oh, boom, he's boom, great. Boom, he's boom, he's boom. a great speaker. Okay. And do you think a guy like um, David Icke can really change the hearts and souls and minds of the, the, the unawakened people no, who are no, walking I don't. about? No, I don't think, think that. Not, not, not on a mass scale, no. I think uh, uh, um, uh, thinkers and uh, speakers like David Icke will always be on the fringe. Right. So would you, would you see that to your face? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Just because what so that always hard work and always effort. No, you asked me. You asked me. You asked me a question. Do I think he can change the people that you call sleepwalkers? And I and I and I gave you my honest answer. I gave you my honest answer. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. Because I'm I'm getting bored of this now. Here's the thing. Right. I am being completely honest with you, and yet you have um you've only told me about you've only told me one truth in this entire phone conversation. Everything else has been a lie. And I'm just wondering why I should keep talking to you if you're you're going to be dishonest with me. Because good communication, as you all know, is about honesty. You actually sound like David Icke. How how do I know I'm not talking to David Icke? Good communication is about honesty. And you have only shared one honest piece of information in this phone call. What do you want from me? I'd like your name to start with. My name is John. I'd like your name to start with. Baron. Exactly, you see, that's it. You, why should I carry on talking to a liar? I've just told you my name, and not only that, I gave you my second name. Okay. I gave you, I gave you Darren, and then I gave you John. No, if that's not good for you, if that's not good enough for you, then me and you're going to have to establish. Uh, how are we going to be moving forward? Wow, we're in, we're in couples therapy so early on in our relationship. <laughs> Let's be honest, mate. Well, this is it. I've been honest. I've been honest for this entire phone conversation, and you have told me... I have been honest for this entire phone conversation, and you have only told me, and I correct myself now, you've only told me two truths. You've told me two truths. Shall I ask you another question? And and, and this time I hope I get an honest answer. You can do that. Why did you do the funny voice at the start of the conversation? Because I like to think I'm a bit of an impressionist. And I'm actually pretty good at it. Who was an impression of? uh, It was an impression of my friend. Um, She's also from Glasgow. In that case, it Uh, may have been an excellent impression. I don't know. People generally do famous people. Well, she's um, probably been on your show before and... um, uh, well, I shouldn't really say it's it's not for me to to, to grass somebody up. I'm not a, see, I'm from East End. I'm not a grass. You see, you know, that's, you know that terminology, the grass. 
I don't really want to be referred to as a grass, you know. Why are you so angry? Why can you sense this? Are you, are you very, you're very perceptive. You're very receptive to my my anger, my anger. What? Why are you picking up on this? Are we are we in some? What's going on here? Why are you so angry? Um, that's an interesting question. Why am I so angry? Um, maybe I've not took my meds. I, I suspect you may have taken um, something that isn't your meds. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I was actually... Um, what? Somebody had taped this show last night called The Ian Lee Show, and so I was listening to it, and, and then it sort of had an effect on my mood. But I thought it was for the good. I thought it kind of made me more buoyant. What happy. is your drug of choice these days? Uh, I've got a choice. Life. Seriously. I don't drink. I genuinely don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't take drugs. I know that might be a hard thing for you to digest, being from the East End of Glasgow, but I, I'm a recovering alcoholic. How long you been in recovery for, brother? December the 13th, 2008. Hey, congratulations. Yeah. Just for today, huh? Just for today, my friend. Easy does it. But Easy yeah. does it. Well, that's good news. How e- yeah. how um how easy yeah. did you find it to get sober? Honestly, yeah, very easy. Yeah, the obsession was moved very very fast. I came in, yes, and uh, December the thirteenth, two thousand eight, and I it was like. It was just gone. It was. I went to my first meeting, and bingo, uh, 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 that was it. After the you first know, meeting, that's, that's incredible. I've I've heard yeah, people yeah. say that. I'm always um, impressed. I tell, yeah, I tell you something. I didn't. I went through a lot of trauma six years later on, and um, I picked up again six years later. Um, and that you know. I never thought I would drink again, and um, that insidious thought came back in after six years, and it drew me to another substance first, and then to drink. So I've had a bit of a journey, my friend. I've had a bit of a journey. How long did the relapse last, if you don't mind me asking? One night, one night. Oh, there you go. One, one night, one night. One night. One night. One night. Yeah. In one heaven. Night in, in heaven. When, when you, you kiss me. me. <laughs> I thought it was when you touched me. Oh, maybe. Maybe I'm a bit more romantic. Oh, than you. mate. Was, know. Do you know what? Do you know what? Yeah. It, it was the end of the world. I know this might be a bad thing to say, but it wasn't the end of the world what I've done. You know, it was a blow. Yeah. Did I get back on my, you know, did I pick up my spiritual toolkit the next day? Yeah. Very much so. That's all that matters, I, I, isn't it? Yeah. But um, it's not easy. It's. I'll be honest. It's I, very, um, very I had 13 hard. years. Wow. And then I picked up. Woo! Jeez, man. And I had a, a, a little... Um, a little play around, and did a few more experiments, and then yeah. decided. Um, How did that work out for you? It, it well, it 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 worked out exactly as you'd imagine. 
Um, but I'm glad I did a little bit more research because it's okay. it's sealed the deal, and so I'm you know keeping it in the day again. All right, that's what it's all about, man. I have made. I've, did I enjoy taking? Did I enjoy can the I relax? Something? Can I ask you something? You right? can ask me would something. You, would you have took the red pill or the blue pill? Because I really, want, I really think about this sometimes. When I see when I was not a, a walking, see when I was going about in a, in, a, in a sort of a dazed haze, and I didn't have any awareness. Yeah. Right? Would you have wanted to be woken up or stayed? Oh mate, um, I'm, I'm a blue pill kind of guy. The blue pill, what was that, the one that awakens, awakens the person? <laughs> no, that's the one that keeps them asleep. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be woken up. I know, I know. Jeez, I know. I think about that often, man, because... Well, you sound like you've been woken. I have been woken, but you know what? It's been, it's, it's, it's like, I, I feel everything now, and everything's real, and, and you know, it's, it, it's, it's just like before it was, everything was a bit of a... A bubble, you yeah. know, and, and, and new life is a bit like uh, pressure and and uh, real, and you know, I, I like living in that sort of a, a the matrix. I know, I know, it sounds a bit David Icke stuff, but yeah. um, I don't know. I'm going to be honest, Ian. I, I I really have mixed views, man. I know it's great to be woken up and 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 to get a new life and. You know, yeah. I, I probably I probably don't realise how fortunate I'm, but I still I still miss parts of my old life. When you say parts of your own life, now just to clarify, because I'm a little bit lost, are you talking about parts of your old life when you used to drink, or parts of your old yeah. life when you were not woken and you didn't know well, that, that we were run that, by lizard that, people? That, that, that and that. I mean, you know, I probably fall into the category of, I mean, yeah, I was an alcoholic, but. I mean, I would. I definitely think that I, I had been affected by alcoholism. Yeah. Um, by you know, growing up in an alcoholic environment, um, definitely was um, affected by alcoholism. Um, when I say I miss parts of my old life, I miss the clubbing. I miss the the excitement. I miss the the the, the, the sort of a, the getting drunk on the, the anticipation of going out on the Saturday night and, you know, all that kind of stuff, you know. I mean, that all changes. I mean, it really does. I mean, you come into recovery, into, into, into sobriety, you go out, uh, yeah. everybody's on a different wavelength. You know, I was going up, the, I mean, my sponsor would, he, you know, I was up nightclubs when I was one and two years sober. I mean, and... I was but not. just being around, I hate being around drunk people now yeah, and coked yeah. up people now because it's so. Yeah. I've been around coke, coked up people for a long time, but um, but it's just, the drunk people are so boring, man. So boring. No, They're so self-obsessed, mate. I know I don't want to sound too because I've got a lot of people. I know a lot of people who still drink and stuff, but yeah, um, self-obsessed. You're right, definitely. Well, it's up to them, and it's like it's like. You know, it's just like they're living in their own wee thing, you know, and that's that's up to them, and yeah. and they they've got, they can do that. But um, sobriety is not for the faint-hearted. You know what? You know, you know the drill, man. You yeah. know that it's 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 not an easy gig, man. You know what I mean? And I know that you know I'm going through a lot of um, health challenges, um, chronic pain being one of them, yeah. and um, that has been a, a major factor in my sobriety where I found it. 
um, a lot harder um, to to enjoy sobriety when I'm when I've got chronic. Um, yeah, of course. You, you know, so um, it's definitely been double hard, uh, if that makes sense. Oh. Uh, where I probably wanted to go out and enjoy myself again, or I miss all that enjoyment. When I, I don't know, sobriety is no fun for me. Then sobriety is no fun for me. Um, I'm really glad that we we carried on talking. Can I ask you I'm one more question? And ge- yeah, you can. What's your I'm name? Glad, I'm glad I got real with you, man. I'm glad I got real with you. What's your name? Darren. I'm uh, being honest. All right, Darren. Well, listen, I'm glad I'm glad we spoke. You're more than welcome to phone up and do silly voices again, and or have a serious chat again. Oh, Ian, thanks. Cheers, fella. Ta-ta. Bye. There we go. There we go. Oh, what a nice guy. What a nice guy. And just think that could have ended with both of us being, you know, slightly peed off with each other. Instead, we had a really nice chat. I enjoyed that. Um, oh, we missed an ad break, didn't we? Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. We've got Blake. We've got Gary. We've got Dave. This is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. Tales of mystery and imagination on the radio show that does things differently. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. I'm a nut job, but not that kind of nut job. On Talk Radio. Honest to God, it's the new Breaking Bad. Oh, no. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give me a call. I'm really hungry now. Really hungry. I'm not having any chocolate. Not having any chocolate. Um, let's go to Blake. Evening, Blake. Good evening. How are you doing? I'm oh, very well, thank you, Blake. How are you? How are you, Catherine? She's in the production booth producing. Oh. <laughs> huh? Um. How? She's fine. Okay. I was just going to say I just had a Chinese, so nicely cool. Oh, nice Chinese. What did you have? Um, well, they, they did a, de- a delivery, and you have to order over £30. So <laughs> over £30? Most of them are like a tenner or 15 quid. £30 delivery! I know. And get this, yeah. they wanted cash only. Oh, yeah, I bet they did. Was it, how, how many people were eating? It was me and three other friends. Oh, three others. All right, fine. Well, you do, you do yeah, that. So so, we got, yeah. We got four, six cans of fizzy, uh, a whole duck, some chicken wings, and some seaweed. Oh, yeah, I love that. That's not seaweed, though, is it? It's cabbage. No, it's cabbage. Yeah, yeah. I know. But, but what, I don't it's understand. But, yeah, why do they call it seaweed? Why don't they say it's, it's, it's cabbage? Because it's nice, and I'd still eat it, even if I knew it was ca- it was yeah. called cabbage. It's delicious. Exactly. And you've got to think high in iron. It's your greens, isn't it? Yeah. As your mum would say, you've got to eat your greens. Got, you've got <laughs> to eat. It's, it's a vegetable. I'm, I'm yeah. lazy when I go to the Chinese. Um, sweet and sour pork. Sweet and sour pork every single time. And I go and I look and I think, oh, and I I do like a bit. Of, if I go with my boys, they'll have duck, so I can I can ponce a bit of their duck. But duck gives me indigestion. So sweet and sour pork all the time. Yeah. You like it, but it doesn't like you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. What happens when you go to the Chinese? Do people go, oh look, it's here off TV? Um. Well, Chinese specifically. The Chinese people didn't recognise me the last time I went to, but as I was leaving, yeah. uh, a family at another table did recognise me, yeah, and then, then we had a little chat. Oh, it's a restaurant. It's not just a takeaway. Uh, yeah, well, the last place I went to was a, a takeaway, and no, the fella didn't recognise me. I don't, I don't <laughs> think I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, or the 11 o'clock show were particularly big in the Chinese community, but I'm, I, I may be wrong. I may have just dissed okay. the whole of China. Yeah. <laughs> what you got for us, Blake? Um, it's my 21st next Monday. Um, I'm busy if you're about to invite me. 
<laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you and the family are very welcome. Thanks, man. I'm going to, I'm going to Amsterdam, and yeah. I just wondered if you'd been there, if you'd recommend anything. <sighs> yeah, I've been there. What are you, I mean, what are you going to do? You're gonna, are you going to get stoned? Um, I don't know about stone, but we definitely try the, the culture. When you say try the culture, do you mean are you going to have are you going to pay for sex? Oh no, not that far. Because when you say going to try the culture, <laughs> that's what that implies. <laughs> like it's a euphemism. Um, no, that that is definitely my fault. I really haven't got the funds for that at this stage in my life. All right, but if you had the funds, but I listen, I'll, I'll slip. No, it, I mean. Um, my attitude to Amsterdam changes as I get older, and um, you know, when I was, when did I go there? I went there with Mackenzie first of all to write. Um, we must well we we're in our twenties, early twenties. You know, g- going there in our in my early twenties, and the last time I went there was for a, a job. Um, um, probably late thirties, and you know, uh, in my early twenties, it's like Disneyland, and in my late thirties, I just thought it was grubby. And I know that the sex part and the drugs part—they're a very small part of it, and I think the drugs part is even smaller now. But I, 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 I just found it. I just think it's a weird place, man. Yeah. Glad you don't live there. Glad you live in London. Yeah, and I just, I, I, it doesn't, you know, n- neither of those things excite me in the way that they would have excited younger me. And, um, you know, and there's stuff, there's the Van Gogh Museum, there's the um, Anne Frank oh, okay. Museum and all of that stuff. But, I mean, really, what most people do is they go and get stoned and they walk up and down the red light district daring each other to go in. And, yeah. you know, that's, that's kind okay. of it. And it's, um, So that's what you'd say to do, just... No, no, I'm no, I'm no, I'm not. No, you're oh, not listening. Right. I'm not. I'm no. I'm saying don't do that. I'm saying don't, don't do that. Do what most people do. No, okay. don't do that. Uh, okay. right. If you were in my shoes, if you were 21 again, oh, I'd fill my boots. Oh, I'd would... fill. I'd fill my boots. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'd make sure I was wearing boots, um, but then I would fill them. So two things definitely worth checking out: the Anne Frank Museum and the Van Gogh. That's exactly the places to go, Blake. And I hope you have a great time. Thank you very much indeed. Um, don't don't take life advice from me for crying out loud. Look how my life turned out. I'm living in a tiny bedsit on my own. <laughs> don't follow my advice. Follow the advice of Gary. Good evening, Gary. Hey, Arlie. I heard you on um, Martin hey. Kellner's show a couple of weeks ago. Oh, that was all right, wasn't it? Yeah, it was well, all right. We're all right yeah, it was all right. I should say Paul Ross is on at one o'clock tonight. I'm not going to. You don't agree with him? No, I don't, I'm not going to do all that. Bring him up. Well, I'm not, te- I'm not telling you. I'm just talking about politics. I'm not into politics. I'm not telling you to. I'm telling. I'm reminding the listener that the one o'clock the station all doesn't right. close down. If anything, it, it goes up to the next level. Yeah. 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 Politics. Politics. Well, he does other stuff. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't just do politics. I've heard him do uh, trivia and music and oh, art. I think it's funny stuff as well. He does funny stuff. Funny stuff yeah. as well. He's good, Paul Ross. I like uh-huh. Paul Ross. Can I stop serious for a bit, though? Of course you can, Gary. Ah, I've listened to you a long time now, and uh, we yeah, we we are at a false start, I suppose. But with um, we got wrong foot with each other, I suppose. Uh, but I lost my sister at 20, me. I went on a 10-year drinking binge and all that crap. I, it's like a fucking... Um, no, sorry, I swear. Sorry. It's like... Um, well, you said... What? He said crap, didn't he? 
Huh? No. Uh, oh, did you say the F word? All right. Just yeah, everyone, right. Yeah, yeah, shut, shut, shut up. Right, because I missed that. Right, so an F word went out there. Thanks. Uh, uh, apologies. I should have spotted that, but um, I'm struggling to understand everything that Gary is saying. Uh, an F word went out. We apologise. It's not. We don't. You know. We we have. We 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 like we like loose badinage, but um, words like that are not appropriate on the radio. And I apologise. And we've had a slew of them this evening, and that's the only one that has slipped my attention. So I thoroughly, thoroughly apologise, Gary. I'm letting you back on, mate. But that's a yellow card. Just, just, right. just. It's really, I'm sorry. it's really easy. It's really uh, easy to not say the f word. It's really easy, it right? It's it easy. Sometimes it just no, slips out. No, it doesn't. Mm. No, no times it slips out. It's, it, it once in uh, fifteen years of radio broadcast that I let the f word slip out, and that's because I, I was res- I was yeah. wrestling my producer at the time. Uh, so, it, can we just stop it, everybody? I will. I'll try. Right, go on. Right, right. Off to the twenty. Yes. Uh, I was trying to... It's like a therapy show, isn't it? Uh, that's what I'm trying to say. It's like yeah. a therapy yeah. kind of thing. Talking about it. Yeah. And I went on a 10-year drinking binge, as you do. And uh, I tried to commit suicide three times. Right. As you do. I know this fell off the 10th floor building once, as you do. And uh, I found nightmares about that. Oh. I let go and I grabbed it again. Yeah. The building. What, why was that an accident, or was that you, was that you planning to? Um... That my psychosis were playing up. Yeah. I was telling. I, I, I like to talk about it. I love talking about it. Psychosis and all that. Me and Amy, mum. What do you What do you mean by psychosis? I had my own brother's voice. You had what? My own brother's voice is in police force, and I thought it was police having a go at me. Right, okay. Which was weird. Yeah. But I'm taking tablets for him now. Good. So, that's okay. Yeah. That's what I want to say, really. I just oh. want to get it off my chest and all that. Um, uh, and how do you feel having shared that? I feel better, like a weight's being lifted. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I'm just. I'm wondering why you feel telling. Uh, I, I'm just just trying to get my head around this, Gary. Why you feel? Well, are you, are you hang on. I, let me, hang on. Let me try I'm and let me tra- let me let me try oh, okay. and let me try and ask a question before you answer it. Right. Right, as you do, right? Oh, yeah. I'm trying to work out: Are you feeling better because you've told me, and if so, why? Or Tell are the, you feeling oh, better because you've told the listeners, and if so, why? Because it's a, I mean, it's a spiritualism and all that, uh, uh, the universal awakening and all that thing, <laughs> that thing where everybody knows. Know what I mean? No, I, I don't know what you mean. A universal awakening is a spiritual thing. I think a universal awakening. Yeah. What is? Well, what does it's, that it's been mean? Said. It's been books wrote about it and stuff. Right. About, I, don't know. I haven't read those books, so I don't know what you, what you're talking about. Well, let's let's address. Let's focus the, on the, on the question. Do you feel better because you've told me, or do you feel better because you've told my listeners? I feel better because I've told my listeners. Yeah. Why? I feel better. Why? I don't know. I just. Uh, well, I don't know. It's just uh, a thing. Okay. Uh, it's just, I'm, gl- I'm, it's glad that, I'm glad that I'm glad that we I'm glad that we could help. <laughs> 
Okay. Anything well, else you want to get off your chest? I don't know. Let's think. <laughs> well, if you have to I think know. about it, then that, 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 I think we know the oh, answer no, to that. No, it'll take a while. No. All right. All right, Gary. Well, thanks for your call, man. Thank you. I'll ring you again. Hang in there, fella. I'll hold on. It's hard, this life stuff, isn't it? Yeah. No, no. No, no. 0344. 499-1000 is the telephone number. Um, the woman has tweeted, why isn't Kath in the studio anymore? The dynamic has changed. Yeah, the dynamic has changed. Kath is, um, w- w- is uh, w- focusing her time at the moment on getting the best calls and shaping the show from that side. But Kath will come in the studio again. It's not a permanent thing. We're just, like, mixing things up and, um, you know, trying to... I think we both felt the show was getting a little bit flabby. A little bit, I don't know, it's harder work for me if it's just me in the studio, and maybe I needed that for a little bit. So this is the beauty of this show, is that we can do all different kinds of things and try all different kinds of things and see where we get to. Uh, we have no callers for the last 15, 20 minutes of the show. 0344-499-1000 is the phone number. This is The Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. Experience the unconventional, Evening, the unpredictable, and the completely unorthodox exactly. with rule-free Ian Lee. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. I've got no internet for the last four days. On Talk Radio. 0344 499 is the telephone number. Uh, Monday to Friday, uh, me, uh, Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle. Uh, we present the Late Night Alternative between 10 o'clock at night and 1 o'clock in the morning. Don't forget, 5 o'clock... Um, James Max, uh, uh, and at one o'clock tonight, it is Paul Roths. We have, um, I was just watching the YouTube video thinking, God, why is there such a delay? There's a real delay for the whole thing. But I was three minutes behind. Like an idiot. If you want to watch the show, you're in HD. Um, you can watch it uh, by going to youtube.com slash rabbit hole. Subscribe to the channel, guys. Subscribe to the channel. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to um, give me a call. Oh, now, I don't really like the Rolling Stones, but the Rolling Stones have announced that they're going to do some shows. And part of me is thinking, um, I might go and see the Rolling Stones, because they've just announced they're going to do some shows. But then, of course, they're playing stadiums. Have you ever been to a stadium gig? I went to see the Eagles at Twickenham Stadium. It was rubbish. Missed the first half as well. Absolutely. And they're playing London Stadium, Old Trafford, Murrayfield... Principality State, Twickenham State. I don't want to go and see. I don't want to go and see them in a stadium. That that to me is a little bit. I don't think. I don't want to see them in a. St- I don't want to see the Rolling Stones in a stadium, John. Oh, hello. Hello, John. Uh, hello, man. How you doing, man? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, John. What what what, do you, what would you like to say? Um. Yeah, like uh, about the drinking one. Oh yeah. Um, So at the moment I'm drinking, and um, I'm sort of self-medicating with it. Yeah. Right. So, and I I, I did have about six years of it. Yeah. 
And, like, I've done counselling and stuff, and, uh, hmm, what's the point I want to get to here? I like to help people. Um, yeah, uh, drinking is just a symptom. Yes. Right, there's, like, underlying stuff. And if you don't look at that, like, you won't be able to, uh, move forward. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, no, uh, I don't, I don't know what you mean. If I'm honest, what are you talking about? Um, like AI. Yeah. For instance, right? I I don't believe in it. What do you mean you don't believe in it? Um, it works for some people. Yeah. It does work for some people. I know that. It works if you work it. Yeah. Um, but Ian, like, uh, I just don't think it addresses what's underneath like it's it's almost like an addiction in itself like that well that that's bollocks but but carry on because you're right it doesn't work for everybody your aa doesn't work for everyone but but saying that aa is an addiction is, is utter bollocks that that you know what i'm hearing mm-hmm. i'm hearing excuses for why you don't want to stop drinking man no 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 then stop drinking huh hello stop drinking no i can't right right because you're making excuses you have a choice. You have a choice. You have a choice. And you're choosing to carry on drinking, and that's fine, man. That's fine. That's your choice. Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. Right, yeah. Okay, fine. So that's your choice. Yeah. And how's it going for you? Um, it, I'm s- s- stabilised at the moment. No, you're not. You're rambling, you're incoherent, and you're dull. Oh, okay. Cheers. No, I'm, right. I'm, I'm being honest, because no one, it doesn't sound like anyone's being honest with you. You're not stabilised, you're rambling, I I can barely know what you're talking about, and you're dull. All right, man. Well, so I'm hanging up there. Why are you hanging up? Because that's just an attack on me. No, it's not. It's not an attack at all. Um, It's honesty, mate. It's honesty. And what I'm hearing there is another excuse for you why you don't want to stop drinking. How do you... You think you're you're stabilised, right? And I'm telling you, from the outside, you ain't. I know where I'm at, Ian. I, I, I know where I'm at. Right, and I like, know, and I know my perception of you. Right, and, and, and how, you, how, how do you how do you know it? You don't know I, me. No, no, no. You this do is, not know me at all. There's the rambling. There's the rambling. I said, rambling. I know, I know. What, what, why is that rambling? Because you, because you're talking bollocks, and I will. T- is wrong with everybody with the f words tonight, John? Well, you've just right. What is wrong with everybody? John, you're not on the air. I'll let you back on in a second, right? You phoned up and you're rambling, man. You are rambling because you're drunk. You're not stabilised. You're drunk, right? I told you what my perception of you was. And had you not been drunk, you probably would have heard me say that. I didn't tell you what you I didn't tell you what your personality is. I didn't tell you what I think you are like. I told you what my perception of you was, right? You're effing and jeffing and you're stabilized? You're in control? I was dull. Right, John. You've not been on the air for the last 30 seconds. I will let you back on 
No other radio host would do after that kind of language. I will let you back I on. Do He's not even listening to me. John, no one can hear you, right? I will put you back on, but you've got to just moderate your language. I will. Hopefully you can moderate that. that. Great. I told you what my perception of you was. Okay. That is uh, something that is my valid opinion. All right, yeah. And you're being aggressive, and you are rambling, John. You don't think you are, but you are, man. Really? I'm rambling. You're what, sorry? I'm rambling. Yes, you are rambling, yes. Right, Okay. So perhaps, like, the best thing I could do is just hang up then. That's your choice. I'm happy to talk to you till the end of the show if you want. I'm curious as to as to what I don't know what this phone call is about. Is it to phone up and tell me that you're having a great time being drunk? Is it to phone up and tell me that you enjoy drinking and you're not drunk? Is it to phone up and say that you really wish you could stop drinking? I don't know what this phone call is. I think like yeah, what I'd like to say is and I apologize to like anyone who like, was offended by my language. I do apologize for that. Um, but, like, drinking is a symptom of, like, what lies underneath. This is what I'm trying to get to, Ian. And it's like, uh, if you don't address what's underneath, like, then there's always the chance that you'll, you'll relapse. Well, but you haven't, you haven't stopped, so you can't relapse. I have. I've done six years. I've done almost 20 years of counselling when my daughter was born, Ian. Right, Okay. But how... uh, You're drunk now? I'm not drunk. Yes, you are, mate. No, I'm not slowing my words or anything. Yes, you are, mate. You are. Really? Am I? Yes. I'd like somebody else to... Sort of phone up no, no, we're not going to have a phone in. Is is John slurring <laughs> yeah. his words? You are slurring your words. You are being very, ag- you are being very aggressive, and you are you are you slurring, mate. Oh, Ian, I'm not being aggressive, mate. You just threw an f bomb at me. You are, and you're yeah, focusing uh, and on I things apologize. that are irrelevant. As well, it doesn't matter. Well, it doesn't matter that you apologise. You did it, and you are slurring your words. So what? Think, what? What is the do you know, point? Do you know what, Ian? Like, sorry, mate. I, here I we go. Really it, here, here it comes. I'm not. I'm not being defensive. I'm being honest, John. And I suspect that no one is being honest with you. Or if they are, you're doing what you're doing to me now, and you're putting your fingers in your ears and going la la la. That's what no, you're I'm doing, not, mate. I always listen to people. I've got a mate, right, who works in recovery. Like he, he works like in an organisation in Birmingham, and he was a, an addict himself. Like back in the past, and he's turned it around, and now he's like um, he's, he's, he's running a brilliant organisation in Birmingham. What are you, what's, what are you doing with your life? That's sea change. At the moment, mate, I'm in a hostel. Um, I'm, I'm not doing a great deal, to be honest. I, I, I was doing a bit of voluntary work, like. And that, and but um, that's kind of dried up. I'm really sorry that life is um, has has taken a downturn. The one thing I do know from my own personal experience is 
mm-hmm. um, it, it, things would start to take, can only start to take an upturn if you stop drinking. You are not in control. You are self-medicating, I, and you I are totally, poisoning yourself. I totally agree, Ian. I totally agree, mate. Like, I'm so uh, physically dependent on it at the moment. And, and like, the, the services in Birmingham have been wiped out I don't want to hear you. I know they have. I know that, these, that, that, that drug you, and you alcohol... You know that one, Ian, yeah. I know that drug and alcohol dependency services across the country have been wiped out. Uh, um, yeah, but, yeah. But... Um, I'm also I, I hearing excuses. I tried to I'm get hearing... a detox, mate. I've, I've phoned them up right. five times. Like go and see your doctor. Go and go and go and in twice. Mate, John, to all right, them. all right, John. So that hasn't worked. So then try something else, man. What can I try? If if I'm physically dependent on it at the moment, this all feels a bit sort of self-indulgent, actually. And do you know what I mean? Like I'm, you phoned I'm, up to talk I'm, about it, man. I know, but I wanted to sort of uh, help say that you wanted to say that you, you wanted to say that you're okay. And here's the here's here's, here's no, the I'm thing. Not okay. No, I'm you're not okay, not okay, okay man. man. No, so I'm what? Just hanging, I'm hanging on at the moment. Right, well, man. then then surrender. Stop hanging on. Let it go, man. Let it go. You don't need it. I do, man. Go and see a doctor. Otherwise, mate, go mate, and see a doctor. And depression. Go and, and see mate, a doctor. Intrusive thoughts. Just go and see a doctor. I've, I've tried antidepressants before. In I'm the not talking about antidepressants. I'm talking about your alcohol dependency. Go and see a doctor. I've done it, mate. I've done it, and they go said, and see oh, another we one. We can't help you because your alcohol level is so high that. Um, go and see another one. Oh, I've tried. How many doctors I've have got... you tried? Uh, three. Go and see a fourth. If you go and see a fourth, what, right? And why don't you want to go and sit in the back of an AA meeting? I know it's not for everybody, but what's tried, your beef mate, with it? I was in, I was in rehab. I, I was in rehab in. Um, I in don't Birmingham. address. This is the rambling. Uh, we're running out of time because Paul Ross is on in two minutes, right? Uh, just so we've okay. got to really focus on. I'm, I'm asking very specific questions for a reason, and you're not answering them. Why don't you want to sit in the back of an AA meeting? I've done AA meeting. What have you? Mate. Why don't you want to sit in the back of an AA meeting? I've done AA meetings. What have you got to lose by sitting why, in why, why, are you, why are you not hearing me? Because you're not, answering, you're not answering. Meetings. You're not answering. That's not an answer to uh, the question. You know what, mate? Here you're we not, go. Like... Here we go, dude. You're going to run away again. Why, why don't I, I, you want to go... No, you didn't. I answered your question You didn't. Twice. You didn't, John. You deflected I, it. I said I'd been in AA meetings. Right. And why I've don't you want to sit in AA them meetings. now? Um, because, like, th- there was one that they let a child into, right, and, uh, the father... Don't tell me, to... John, I'm getting pissed off, right? Don't tell me you went to a meeting and something bad happened in it. In Birmingham, there's there's a hundred meetings. Go to a different meeting, then. Nah, mate. Listen, like, um, it's brainwashing. AA is brainwashing. Bollocks, is it? Is it bollocks? AA and NA saved my, they saved my life, John. They saved my life. All right, and, and like, well, I'm glad they... Honestly, I'm genuinely... I'm, br- I'm, genuinely brain- I'm brainwashed, am I? No, I'm genuinely glad they did. Am I brainwashed? I, I, that's my belief. I'm brainwashed? No, that's my belief. Right, you believe right. that I'm brainwashed, and yet I'm the one who's not holding a bottle of beer? No, I believe that... Babe. John, I wish you the best of luck, man, and I hope you get the freedom from your addiction. All right, Dave.
Hang in there, brother. I'm shouting at you because I care for you, man. All right, man. Cheers, bro. Take it easy, then. Take care. Bye-bye. Gosh. Isn't it, though? I f- I, honestly, I feel sorry for him. He's, he's a brother and he's and he's lost. And I, I hope he gets something. And sometimes you're shouting at people. It works and sometimes it doesn't. Um, that's it. That's your lot. Uh, uh, thank you, everybody. We will be back tonight at 10 o'clock. Stay tuned, though, because Paul Ross is up next. <laughs>